I'ma say what I feel And I promise to keep it real Welcome to the Red Room Diminishing the doubts are behind ya It's hard to grind in the business Got me stressed in the rent room We let that shit up off our chest You know the street nerd has got no time for no caca Sass in class, yes that's Mr. Bolakaja Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards It's all about the crap of screenwriting It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun Write what you feel, say what you want What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it real, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it 2022. Yeah, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Uh, Chris Derrick is out, Tracy, Linnell, everybody's out doing their thug dizzle this weekend. But today, we got my man in the building, one of our biggest fans of the show. Y'all seen him out there texting, tweeting, promoting the show. We appreciate you. We love you, Skylar. Y'all know him, Skylar Azel. I'm going to say it with the Azel as opposed to Ezel. Sci-fi writer himself. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Happy indeed, to be here. Indeed. indeed. Yeah. We've met in person or no? Uh, I feel no. like I've seen you, but maybe it's because I've seen your face. Yeah, you know what's so funny? I was telling somebody, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter Mutual yesterday, I was like, Twitter will have you thinking that everybody lives down the street. That's true. And, That's every, true. and they'll be like, no, I live in like Saskatchewan. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. I thought we was at the same party last yeah. night. Yeah. It's like, I didn't, I didn't meet you at one of them writers meetups in Santa Monica. Yeah. Like, no, I don't even know where Santa Monica is. I'm like, dang. <laughs> you messing me up. That's hilarious. So welcome to the show, man. Um, so just a little disclaimer. So one of the things that I wanted to do today, um, this became, I wasn't going to record at all today. Mm-hmm. And then Friday night, I was like, you know what? It's Gay Pride Weekend. I should try to get some of my friends on the show. So I hit, I hit you. Mm-hmm. I hit Jameson. I hit uh, a white female writer who's lesbian. Um, and then my friend Eddie. And I was like, let me see if they want to come on. And everybody was like, yeah, I can come. They're like, oh, I can't come. I forgot. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got plans. Yeah. And Katie is on script this week, so she couldn't go. So I was like, you know what? So you were like the only one who could like. I'm the only one that has no plans. He got no, no job. No life, no, he got nothing, nothing to do. No friends. Nothing. <laughs> Nowhere to go. But um, I thought in lieu, since today is actually the actual gay pride parade and all that shit like that, which I've never mm. even been to. Um, ever? Ever. Oh, you ain't no. met so much. I know people just too close. You know, here's the funny thing, and we gonna be, you know we the rant room, so mm-hmm. bear with us, y'all. We gonna be jumping around a little bit. <laughs> here's the interesting thing. So mm-hmm. I came, I grew up in San Francisco, right? As you know, mm-hmm. when I was there, I was one of the premier dancers in the city. Mm-hmm. So the three times that I went to Pride was here was my experience. We show up in a limousine or some SUV of some sort. Okay, and it would be me and the other four or five, six dancers, whoever were the other hit cool people in town. <laughs> yes, bitch, I was bad. Um, <laughs> still got skills. Don't don't get it twisted. Okay. And 
We would show up and we would be the backup dancer for whoever was the special guest. It would be like Crystal Waters or Robin S or whoever was the guest. Robin S. Yeah. Old house music. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Y'all just kids. The Y'all show just... me love lady. Okay. The blonde lady from Y'all she's like Switz or something. She's black. Oh, I got that totally yeah, wrong. Yeah. Who's Rob? Who am I thinking of? See, I ain't dealing with y'all kids today. I'm thinking I like, show me love. All right. Wait. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to Google this later okay. because that's the Robin I'm it's thinking all good. of. It's all good. Sorry. <clears throat> so anyway, so we would show up to perform, mm-hmm. say hi to a couple people, and then get back in the car and drive out. So that was my experience. Mm-hmm. Now, some of the people wanted to stay and hang around because they were a little more wild than I were. But mm-hmm. I just, I have a thing about, say you and I went. Mm-hmm. And we standing there talking, and I turn around, and you 30 people away from me, I hate that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then everybody walking around naked and drunk, I can't (laughs) stand it. I don't know what it is. I'm just such a... I I just don't... I don't like crowds in general. I definitely don't do crowds now. Right. Um, But it's so funny. My first Pride was actually in New York. Mm. And I I vowed never to go again after that, even though I think I went to like a couple just... But never in New York. Christopher Street or where they at? I don't even remember. Okay. Um, but we were doing the whole walk. And I don't know. This might be this might be TMI for the audience. <laughs> but like we're walking. It's me and my friend. And something keeps poking me. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? And I'm just like moving. I'm like moving. To side. I'm like, what is that that keeps poking? And finally, I turn around. And it's what you think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's thing all out. Well, it wasn't out. Mm. But it was. <laughs> and there was leakage. There was leakage, and I was so felt. I was uh, like, I grabbed my house, like, get me out of here, and yeah, immediately, well. and I'm just like, you nasty, <laughs> like nasty. It was, and so I, I was like, I'm never going oh, to another Pride again. I'm never doing it. Mm-hmm. Never did it in New York again. Okay. But I think I've gone like. Like I went to the one here a few times, mm-hmm. hated it. Don't do the crowds. I don't like you. Cause once you get there too, like you can't leave. Oh yeah. And that's the thing that I just, right. I, I do not like, like, that's why I don't like the new year's Eve celebrations mm-hmm. and stuff when they're yeah, like, okay, you would never find me out of something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what you mean? I can't leave. Like <laughs> I'm stuck. Like I'm a, I'm an inmate. Right. Like, cause all the streets are blocked off. Like what you going to do? Yeah. What you going to do? You yeah. can't Uber nowhere. You can't go right. anywhere. Um, especially with like security stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think in New York, New York, I'm not from New York. I don't know why I keep talking about it, but like times square, I think once you get in there, you can't, leave the area like you're stuck that. yeah like you're because of security now so it's like once right. you're in you are there okay you gotta like, wait till the pin drop to, 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 to after the pin drop so like <laughs> right. till they send everybody home wow and i'm just like no so yeah i don't i don't do crowds i don't mm-hmm. do parades i went to one well i've been to a few protests but i don't like protests because you i'm just it's too many people mm-hmm. it's a lot of walking we can't like <laughs> sit in the shade somewhere with a sign and like a drink you know I'm make a day of it are. i see who you <laughs> are <laughs> right you know i'm like can we just like you're like is there a fan in this building you know can i give you know give me give my fan let me get my side give me my little cooler with my drinks my right. capri suns i'm like you know no justice no peace mm-hmm. pass me the capris <laughs> but anyway so anyway so i wanted to have you know some of my friends on the show but i'm really glad you came and um you know like we've been chatting for years you know on on right. on, on twitter and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i feel like even like, though we never met in person right that we have right you know what i mean like we immediately as soon as i saw yeah. you, i was like hey what's up like as if it was nothing yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean and i just had a feeling we was gonna have fun and just be ourselves cool. and you know whatever so um <clears throat> so one of the things i was thinking about and you know me i don't have no shit planned so 
but to me, those are the best conversations. We're just having a conversation. You yeah. know what I mean? So here's the thing that just occurred to me as soon as I started doing the intro. Okay. That's how much I'll be making you, this shit up. Okay. You, what's it called? A pantser? <laughs> yeah. That's that's true, that's so here's the thing I was thinking about was this. So you, let me ask you, um, I'm trying to think about like the type, you're a sci-fi writer, right? In particular. Yeah, sci-fi and comedy. And comedy. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an interesting twist. I know, it's so random. It's so random. But those those are like my two things. Those are like my two things. And the funny thing is, the comedy part, I think it was like like complete accident because mm-hmm. you even told had told me once because mm-hmm. I reached out to you um, one day it's like a couple <laughs> few years ago okay. and I was like questions about fellowship stuff and I don't even know what possessed me to think I could just like DM you but I was like I responded you I? responded yeah, yeah yeah and so <laughs> you and I remember you were not the only person to have said this mm-hmm. but when you said it I was like okay maybe there's some validity to it um, you. You were like, you're really funny. Like, you should do comedy stuff. Because I was like, didn't know. Oh, like, it was something in the way you yeah, talk and your yeah. responses. I was Thank like, it. you got a humor. Thank you get, your voice Thank is what we talk about. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. And so people, I had told people for the longest, I was like, oh, I'm a sci-fi writer. I'm a sci-fi writer. My friends yeah. like, yeah, well, do comedy stuff. And I was like, I'm not like funny, like planned. I'm like funny, <laughs> like, you know, like right. on Situations the situation. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. after you had said that, I was like, well, shit, maybe I should just like try. Let me just like do like one little spec. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the rest is history i guess but yeah so yeah both comedy and sci-fi whichever one wants to pay me first <laughs> whichever one works you know i'm like jordan peele did it why can't i so so let me ask you what kind of uh now nah, i'm interviewing shut up <laughs> um so what kind of what kind of stuff do you have you have like half hour stuff you have hour stuff like what what are you doing the most half uh both so i, I think the funny thing <laughs> is i feel like i have half hour stuff the most okay um so you end up doing more comedy just i end up doing more yeah hilarious. like and that's and that's the funny thing it's just like <laughs> One, I think that comes, if I'm being honest with myself, mm-hmm. it comes more natural. Two, I hate, well, I mean, I don't want to say I hate one hours. It's just, a, it's just a different thing. Like, it's a different. You don't have the, you don't have the patience for it or something or what? Well, I don't want to say that because then someone's going to be like, I can't hire him. <laughs> but, you know, you get to like, you get to like page 30 and I'm just like, I'm not done yet. Like, <laughs> we ain't wrap this up. <laughs> We got more? Okay. You kids today got no damn attention span. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, but no, I, I do I do both. So um, okay. whichever whoever wants to hire me first, I'm available. <laughs> now, I love one well, hours. But let me ask you, there you go. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. So because mm. here's the interesting thing is, you know, I started off writing features. Mm. And I want to say my first, the first script I ever wrote was this intense drama that took place in England. And then I think the second thing I wrote was this detective show in okay. San Francisco. Uh, it was a movie. And then I later turned it into a, a, a series. Okay. And so, like, I tell people all the time, like, oh, you know, like, oh, how many scripts have you written? I said, I've probably written over 40, close to 50 scripts, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what people don't realize, when you, when you talk to people who've written lots of scripts, mm-hmm. it's usually because there's variations on them. So here's what I mean. Uh-huh. So I might have a feature version of a script and then I might do a whole version of it that could work for TV. Now, some people just copy and paste and stop it at page 60. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I rewrite it to work for TV because TV is different. Different. Right. Like I've done like for that detective show and and the first version was focused on it was like a training day type of thing before training day ever came out. And it was focused on the white cop. Because okay. I was trying to show Hollywood I could write a white character because they don't think we can. We, motherfucker, we live in your world. Duh. Right? Mm-hmm. So 
Um, um, and Ron Perlman, who uh, is, is somebody that I know, had read the script and was like, hell, this is great. He was like, you know what? Just, I would like to see you go ahead and do this with the black dude in the lead. And I was like, what? But I listen. Mm-hmm. I always say, eh. And then I go, you know what? Maybe there's some validity in that. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then that script ended up doing really well for me. Right? Okay. Now, that one I turned into a... a um, I rewrote it first as a feature, and then I rewrote it as a TV series for um, focus on the black character. Okay. And then years later, remember I was telling you offline mm-hmm. how I write and how I have one mm-hmm. thing up, and I'll, so I came back and what can I do with this now? And I went, you know what? I'm really into this show called Top Boy over in England that I see mm-hmm. on Netflix and all these other shows. I think I've and seen I went, that, Tom. What if, what if this show took place in England? So I started doing it. Takes place centered around this 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 uh, this cop in the gang uh, mm-hmm. unit. And I went, what are gangs like there? So I started doing all this research. It turned out there's Crips and Bloods there. You know, the back in the 2000s, I was like, what? I mean, in England? oh yeah. <laughs> and I, I was like, no British holy gang member. shit! I'm sorry. Oh, there's tons of them. Give me, tons g- of them. G- g- give me, give me your money, mate. No wait, that's Australia. <laughs> Like I just, I just can't take you serious. Oh, I dude, you are not watching any of. You need to watch Top Boy, and you'd be like, "Oh, it's like living in fucking Baltimore in that motherfucker." What is there. what is top? What is top? What is that? Like it's a, it's a, it's about a um like a like a a a kid who lives in like the council flats. Was like our projects, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And all the crack and gangs and stuff that happened around them. Dude, it's the U.S. Deep. drop crack over there too. Oh, please, dude, where are you? You kids today don't Reagan do no was busy. Yeah, he went overseas with yeah. it. Okay, and there's supposed to be no guns. There's guns in the goddamn England. <laughs> you know what I mean? Really? Oh yeah. No. You know what I mean? Anyway, so um um so I was like, oh, let me place it over there. So I rewrote okay. it, you know, over there. So that that means things have to switch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The way they talk, the way that you know, the way they did, the way they do things, and I was like, "What if this was the one unit that actually carries a gun?" You know what I mean? So you have mm-hmm. to be creative in your own world. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say that's why there may be several different versions of something. There might be three versions of like that's three different versions of one, one story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That has been switched and reversed. Mm-hmm. So I have probably twenty at least, and several different versions of some of them. You know what I mean? And so, and sometimes I'd be like, I wonder what would happen if I stayed on the female character or the kid or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and because I write underdog stories, I'm always like, ooh, if this was about the kid, if this was about the woman, if this was about whatever, it would totally change the story now. You know, this was good six years ago, Mm -hmm. but now in this climate, it would be about blah, 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 blah. So I'll Mm -hmm. go and rewrite it like that. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and my other theory, I know I'm talking about, my other theory is this. How many times have you come across a producer or somebody, a mentor or whatever, and you tell them about the type of things you write, and mm-hmm. then they tell you the type of things they're looking for, and mm-hmm. you're going, shit, I wrote something like that like four years ago, but I need like two or three weeks to polish it. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't want to do, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I do that thing where I just pull up a random script I wrote years ago and give it me now so that I always constantly every few years am circulating who I am now. I need to adopt that because there was a situation a few weeks ago mm-hmm. where <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> there's a situation a few weeks ago where it was some fellowship and I have I have a thing this year I was like I'm not even doing the fellowships this year mm-hmm. um, unless I have something that's like already done whatever whatever but otherwise I was like it's to me it's not the best investment of my time right 
Um, and so there was one I was, I was like, oh, I'll just do it. And I'll just choose this one that I've done a couple years ago. It's done. It's finished. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let me send it to somebody just in case. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I finished it. I'm done. Quote, unquote. <laughs> and they looked at it and they had, it It was so red line. Like there mm-hmm. was just so much stuff. And I was like, first I had to like get over myself because like my feelings were hurt. <laughs> yes. I know. I was like, no, this is done. I, I I gave it to you as like a courtesy, right? Like you you were supposed to tell me how good it was. And so I could just go on and do something else. Right. And but like so I I like your approach to that because I'm like, maybe that's what I should start doing instead of thinking I'm done. Cause when I tell you, I was like, Oh my God. It was so bad. It like when he when they showed me the the final draft of it, final. After, Let me ask you this. Did you did you end up agreeing with some of their notes? Did they make sense like, to you? I agree with like all of them. Okay, then that's like good. all of them. It was good. It was okay. good. But when I tell you, oh my god, my feelings were so hurt. Right. I was just like, you're supposed to tell me how, how funny and good this is, and like <laughs> it deserves an Emmy, and you know, da, 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 da. <clears throat> but I think if I if if I adopt a more consistent going back and just looking at things, even if they're quote unquote done, mm-hmm. like I, I like I like that approach. So I think like I might borrow that from you. I think it's really important. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about that just occurred to me is, now, I came from being an actor, you know, mm-hmm. dance, triple threat, whatever. <clears throat> and I remember- Just throw that up, triple threat. Yeah, you know what I mean, brother, you know, I sang dance, but, act, you okay, know what I mean? Okay, put it on the You know what I mean? So here's the funny thing, and I talk, you probably mm-hmm. heard me say this before too. Because <clears throat> people are always like, oh, Hillary, you still have a really good look. You know, have you thought about acting? I'm like, no, <laughs> right? And I said, however, mm-hmm. When I go see shows like Hamilton or some shit, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I would do Aaron Burr in a minute. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I would go back. I would be like, baby, I got to move to New York for a minute. <laughs> <To> <laughs> Whatever. Some, that would be a good To role. do some Aaron yeah. Burr. Now, <clears throat> and I remember I had Ben Watkins on the show and I was telling him this exact thing. He went, you don't want to be in the chorus? I was like, I've been in the chorus. I was already starting to get lead roles and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want me to go backpack? Yeah. I've been doing it since I was 12. This you don't is go back to be new. a background singer? <laughs> like. he, was, he was thinking I was like trying to skip like as if I'd never done something before. I was like, uh. Uh, since I was 12, <laughs> I was doing musical theater. <laughs> you know, I've done you damn know. there every chorus line, West Side Story. What? Everything. I love the original chorus line. Uh, um, uh, obviously, they've done it over and over and over again. But mm-hmm. I just the what was that song at the ballet? Oh, I love it. Yes. oh yes. my god, I, that's my favorite. That in the TNA song. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, anyway, don't go on that random tangent. <laughs> but that was my that was my shit. So here's where I was going with this. <clears throat> I remember when I was an actor. I think. Because I moved here when I was 26 in 1996. Okay. And by the time it was 2000, 2001, I was slowly starting not to act anymore. Okay. And I was starting to just starting to write. But I acted until about 2003, 2004. Okay. And um, I remember, even though for the most part with my friends, I was pretty out. But I wouldn't have just Mm. like been on a set. And like told somebody, oh, my boyfriend, this or whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember always having that secret. But I remember once I really sat down and wrote and decided I was going to just write. Mm-hmm. I no longer had this. I hate to. I don't know. what. It was almost like a weight on me. You know what I mean? Like you're always trying to hide. But for mm-hmm. some reason, once I moved to the other side of the camera, it became 
I hate to use the word easier. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I, I blurted out with no hesitation. There was Whereas no, before. Yeah. There was a big wall there because, and here's the funny thing. I know I'm talking about. Here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. I actually used to play bad guys a lot. People see me, they're like, "What?" That they don't realize they, where I grew up. They hired a black man to play the bad guy. <laughs> I am shocked. <laughs> what? No, just me. When they meet me, I look like such a different oh, person. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when they see me play those roles on TV or whatever, they were mm-hmm. like, "Oh my God, I didn't know you had that in you." I was like, <laughs> "I grew up in one of the worst neighborhoods in the world. I was channeling all my homeboys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that shit is easy for me to play, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so." So I was just curious for you as a young, you might me saying as a young queer mm-hmm. kid, kid, what do you? I mean, it's just, it's just it's just a phase, <laughs> you know. Coming up in this industry for you, um, what's it been like in this culture? Because mm-hmm. I'll see, because I know you, you're part of the, mm-hmm. you know, that Black Twitter. You guys uh-huh. all know each other. You guys are always talking to each other, <clears throat> and and we didn't have that when I was coming up. So there was no support like that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm just curious from your point of view. Um. <clears throat> It's interesting because I feel like, like even even using the verbiage queer, because mm-hmm. I know that like, 20, I still say I'm years, gay, but you right, know no, no, no. But I mean, like <laughs> even like you know, like twenty, thirty years ago, that was like an insult to say. Yes, you know what I mean. And Correct. now, like even they've taken um, the power back, so to speak. They, yeah, kind of. Yeah. They're taking the power. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a. I don't know. It it's. I have this thing where, okay, let me think. Long story, super short. Mm-hmm. I always have this thing. I was like, I really hope reincarnation is real because I feel like some people really got screwed over. So, like, if you were gay in the 1600s, <laughs> I feel like you should have a chance to come back during Lady Gaga's oh, time. You know what I mean? Like, you deserve a second <laughs> bite at the apple to get to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, shouldn't every black person too? Well, yeah, 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 you know. <laughs> Hopefully, we, we should be coming back. And, but, yes, yes. But, like, it's it, like for me, I haven't really, in terms of writing Hollywood stuff, never really had much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. Like, do me. you write gay queer yeah. stories and stuff like that in your? Yeah, like I have, I have like gay characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have like a strictly gay story. I don't have like a strictly gay. I don't know if that makes me lose points. Uh, I only have two out of the almost really? fifty scripts. Sylvester and I wrote uh-huh. this. I wrote this pilot. You know what I mean? That's uh-huh. centered around these these two roommates. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't think I have one that's like a gay focus. Like maybe that's something I should do. Um, but it's, I don't know. I just feel like for me, I haven't had. It's not been a hang up or anything for me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm also not like you know staffed on a show or whatever. So you yeah. know, it, for all I know, it could be. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's uh, interesting though that you had that, especially as an actor, because I think there's more. Um, what's the word I'm trying to th- trying to think of? The expectations, correct, on y'all for what you you know you you have to be the straight heartthrob. You can play gay, mm-hmm. but you can't be gay right. type of a thing. Um, whereas I would imagine as writing or behind the scenes that it's just not. Well, they also expect thing. you to be, you know, very soft. You know what I mean? If you're yeah. if you're gay yeah. so to speak so they're surprised when you can which you know is, what i mean which blend is so right funny because it's, it's always <clears throat> like it's always like the most uh, i'll just say like the most feminine loud mm-hmm. fake nails whatever <laughs> gay stereotype you have those are the ones that beat ass oh yeah for sure. the best fights i've You're ever seen them, you are not fucking <laughs> them. those and that's always so funny to me i'm just like when you grow up if you're someone like in that camp you've been picked on your entire life facts 
And so it's like, so you fought your mm-hmm. entire life. Mm-hmm. Why you would think that that would be the person I'd be most afraid of to fight. Right. Like some big burly dude, I might have a shot. Mm-hmm. But like somebody who is like, uh, quote unquote, a queen or whatever. Like, no, because that bitch can fight. Yeah. And they're whooping your ass. And I'm not trying to get no piece of that. <laughs> so I this is totally, to me. totally agree with you on that. But yeah, that that was the one experience that I remember experiencing mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the sense of how how much of a relief of weight was off mm-hmm. me as soon as I embraced, you know, not being an actor. Of course, mm-hmm. now, you know, 20 years later, so many actors we know are gay who are still playing husbands and fathers yeah. and, you know, all that stuff. Thank God, you know, yeah. it's transitioned to that. That doesn't now make me want to go back to do that mm-hmm. because I've embraced that. I was a pretty good actor, mm-hmm. but I'm a much better writer and producer, and I'd much I'd, I would yeah. have a lot more fun bringing in somebody who really wanted to play the part, mm-hmm. and me producing or directing or writing or whatever the thing is. I, and also, like, and it, I just can't deal with that level of rejection. Mm. Like, I have actually obviously I have actor friends. And uh, wait, you don't think it's the same thing? As we- I mean, true, 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 <laughs> true, true. But like, I just feel like when you going out on auditions and you. There's there's just something about somebody like you could get a no because you're not the right look, you're not tall enough, right. you're you know whatever for whatever myriad of reasons, and I'm just like the the toll that must take on someone's mental health. I would imagine mm-hmm. of always facing rejection day in and day out for your livelihood. Like I just I don't know that's just, that's just a different kind of stress. I it's, can't do it. It's definitely. I mean. I feel bad when you get like the little automatic thing when you apply to a job. Thank right. you for applying to da, yeah. da, 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 da. Like, I was like, that's a little ding to my heart. So like the idea of like daily, but daily. see, you have to, this is why I'm always encouraging actors in particular. And you mm-hmm. probably have heard me say this on the show. I'm always encouraging actors. Now things are a little different now because everything's online and everybody's sending in the tapes to mm-hmm. auditions. So Hopefully it's starting to come back. I'm starting to hear some of my writer, my actor friends are starting to go in for auditions, which is great. Oh, nice. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I always encourage actors, if they can, mm-hmm. find a way to become a reader. And the reason mm-hmm. for this, excuse me, same thing for writers, and I'll get to what things about that you could do for that. Mm-hmm. But for an actor, there's nothing better than you sitting in on, a, on an audition and you say you're reading with the actors. Mm-hmm. Number one, you're starting to see what those people who get cast do mm-hmm. that you don't do. And you see what the actors who don't get cast do mm-hmm. that you probably do. Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, shit, I was doing that. <laughs> yeah, and okay. then here's the cool thing. Say, mm-hmm. say Skyler just came in for audition. He had an OK audition. Just say mm-hmm. he leaves. Well, we're talking about you. When it's over, mm-hmm. we're going. What'd you think? Oh, you know, I thought he was in a You know, he had a good look, but we're not really sure. He felt a little unsure. Whatever the thing is, we're mm-hmm. having that discussion. The reverse of that is now you, who is the actor sitting in, you're not speaking, you're not like saying, mm-hmm. Oh, here's my thought. You're just listening to what the casting director or maybe the director, whoever, the producer, whoever's there in the audition are talking about the reason is you're supposed to be taken in the game right Mm -hmm. if you take in the game properly you will be able to use it for when you have auditions okay and yes it does work out a lot where if you were doing really good i've Mm -hmm. been i've been a producer myself 
where I had somebody read and they killed it. And I was like, let's give this part to Skyler. Actually, I think he could do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I didn't even think about that. I didn't see them in that role, but they did so good. Let's just adjust this and this and this and give them the part. I've done it. So mm-hmm. you are also opening the door for you that way. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't always happen, but it could, mm-hmm. right? You want to be on their mind, right? Now, when it comes to writing, there are other things you could be doing to help yourself. Okay. And so, <clears throat> for example, when I think about what I would be doing today, like you do a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. For example, a lot of writers who are my age and older are on Twitter or not, or barely on there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I have thousands of people listen to this show. Mm-hmm. I only have like three or 4,000 people who follow me because I'm hardly on fucking Twitter. Not because I don't have people listening to my show. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the time, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so- I probably spend way too much time. <laughs> yeah, and so, but that's by design of what I'm doing. That's mm-hmm. not by design of where I am and people know me, mm-hmm. right? Still, thousands of people know me, I just don't engage with them like you hit mm-hmm. me and we engage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I don't go out of my way to be like, hey, blah, 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 blah. I'll just chime in every once in a while on mm-hmm. this thing, whatever, but I'm not really involved. So kids today, and I mean in general, kids, older people, whatever, <clears throat> people today, writers today have so much more access to just simply DM somebody. Yeah. And they could say yes or no. Mm-hmm. We, coming up, when there was no, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You had to find a way. So what I used to do, this Mm -hmm. is an example. Um, It used to be, and I'm sure there still are today, it used to be places in West Hollywood, Hollywood, all over LA and the Valley, Mm -hmm. where there are absolutely coffee shops where you find out where all the writers go to write. There are tons of them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so up. I just started hopping to different places to find which one would work for me. Uh-huh. And I would purposely go set my computer, my little laptop down, bring a printed printed script and just sit it there. So people see I am. So a they writer. would know. <laughs> you have to engage. Okay. How else are you going to get their intention if True. they don't know what you do? True. Right. And so and I also I used to um, you, you, you've seen people wear the shirt says got script, mm-hmm. you know, I was one of the pe- first people to wear those. But I ended up having a friend who had a design shop and he designed me all different styles of got script. I had a horror one with oh, blood man. going down it. Like I had it in red and white and yellow and blue. Okay. I had all different colors. So I would always be walking around town uh-huh. going to events with my so people knew me as a guy with the got script shirt on. You know what I mean? And so I would be people Smart. would be on a panel, I'd always sit in the front row. And mm-hmm. they'd be like, oh, you're the guy who had the God script shirt on. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It became that thing. Like a branding thing type of exactly. thing. Exactly. Okay. So what I'm saying is you have to find your way into that. Mm-hmm. So like, like, and I'm always telling, I was telling my assistant yesterday um, who hates to be on Twitter and he's like fucking 30 years old. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's about, you know, I don't want the girls, you know, tripping on whatever. I'm like, see... You doing what? dirt? That's because you doing yeah, exactly. dirt. See, I don't want the girl exactly. to find out that I was, you know, whatever, mm. dude. That's on you. But he probably I, and he probably got some fake Twitter <clears throat> accounts too. That's what, anyway. It's possible. <laughs> um, but I'm always telling him. Cause, but yet he's always complaining about not getting this and not getting that. I'm like, dude, you're missing out on so many opportunities. But he has. Yeah. To, you probably have heard him. You know, on my show, he rich. He just pitches his fucking mm-hmm. story, and you're like, this dude would be dope in a room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
And I'm like, post that fucking bio so people see who yeah. you are. You'd be surprised somebody yeah. will be like, who is that dude? Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, because I do. Every time somebody follows me, I look at who they are to decide me if too. I'm going to follow me them too. back. Yep. If you're not a writer, I'm like, what am I following? If you're not an actor or yeah. whatever, something in the industry, why am I following you? You know what I mean? I'm also trying to make sure you're not like a Russian bot. So <laughs> I'm looking that. at like the year you were created. <laughs> do we follow the same people? Are there pictures of you in your media? Or no? <laughs> right, right, like, right. <laughs> that, that's a very good point, too. I got to start doing that. Um, but, and I'm like, so, so for example, at the beginning of the year, I have about five or six mentees, right? Mm. And I was telling them all, I was like, guys, we're coming up on staffing season. Mm-hmm. I need all of you guys to go on Twitter and write a little, hey, what's up, everybody? You know, all you showrunners, you know what I mean? You're looking for, you know, a sci-fi guy who does a little mm-hmm. bit of comedy, whatever. Fucking promote it. Mm-hmm. Tag me in it. I will boost it. Mm-hmm. I will boost it. My friends will boost it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And boom, I think three of them got meetings. You know what I mean? So it's about you. What, what am I doing wrong then? Because everybody, okay, sorry. You have to me. constantly, you have to keep shifting it okay. of what you say. Okay. You know what I mean? You have to keep adjusting it. You know, you could say, you know, I'm you're looking for a sci-fi writer who could write stuff like this. Okay. Boom, I'm right here. You know what I mean? Holla at see, me. See, maybe I spend too much time cussing out Republicans. So yeah, maybe. See, I wouldn't be. <laughs> and. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Okay. So one of my mentors, one of the biggest people in town, told me years ago, mm-hmm. be very careful what you put online. Mm. This is just what I'm saying. Now you yeah. will see plenty of showrunners and executive producers on Twitter talking politics all day, mm-hmm. right? He told me to be careful with that. So that's why you mm-hmm. never see me engage in any of None that. of it. Right? Mm-hmm. You don't see me dog anybody. You don't see me talk about how bad their movies are. You don't see none of that because I you did. never know. Yes. You, you know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. I've you, made that mistake. <laughs> I've made that mistake more than once. You never know who you're talking to. Uh-huh. And the, our community, even though this is a big, you know, LA's Town. big, yeah. it's small. Yeah. You know what I mean? And everybody's six degrees from Kevin Bacon in some way. So, and it's so so weird too, because people, you'll find out that somebody's like, I don't know, like related to like two steps away from like, I don't know, uh, I can't think of a celebrity right now or whatever. And it's just like, God damn, like, you know that person? Yeah. Like, how? Because it's small. Yeah. It's like, and you drive a Kia? (laughs) How'd that happen? So, so he told me to be very, very careful. And he said, here's why. Especially mm-hmm. when Twitter came, he we had the conversation again. He was like, you're not on Twitter doing blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no. <laughs> he said, be careful with politics mm-hmm. and be careful with, you know, dogging people about their movies and shit like that. Mm-hmm. He says, because it can come back to haunt you when you're trying to be staffed or trying to get a job and some assignment or whatever. Yeah. He says, I'm telling you as a producer who staffs and whatever. This is years ago. Mm-hmm. And now I'm a producer who hires and staff. He said, here's what you want to do. He says... When you're staffing, don't just, you know, meet with somebody and go, oh, they're great. Check out their social media. It's like a job. Exactly. So you got to know that somebody is probably looking you up going, oh, he's too political. Oh, he's too whatever. She's too whatever. Whatever Mm -hmm. the thing is that bothers them. It might be their pet peeve to deal with somebody who's too political. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Or they might enjoy that part. Who knows? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to risk it either way, so I stay neutral. But it's so hard because I feel like 
I feel like if you stay neutral, I don't know, because then you also get the, the feedback of like, be yourself on Twitter, show who you are, make absolutely, the, and I'm, and it's just like, well, Skylar cusses out conservatives, like not all conservatives, <laughs> but I'm just y'all I'm, are wilding I'm right telling, now. I'm y'all telling. are wilding right now. So I'm just like, I'm like, that's what Skylar. And mm-hmm. I, I remember back in the day, I used to have two Twitters. Mm-hmm. One was like my real Your little burner phone. account like Lisa used to do. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, but, uh, oh, and I have. Okay, keep that burner account and then that's where you do it, is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, okay, but see, but then now I'm be too scared that somebody finds out. So now I try not to talk too much trash. But like, I used to have like a professional, a regular one, and then I had like a professional one, which okay. was the one that was like on my resume, on my LinkedIn. Right. Because uh, I have a, my day job is corporate America. Right. And so, um, Something. If one, it was just a lot of work keeping keeping up between the two. Understood. Um, but I then, have two, so I understand. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. But then it was like I don't like for me, and I feel like there just came this point where I was like, okay, everybody's like, okay, you gotta if you want to be a writer, put yourself out there more. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. so I gotta maybe not have the two separate ones because the one that's the quote unquote real one doesn't have my name on it. Okay. So let me like merge and be more myself on this one. And then um, there just came a point in like 2020 when the pandemic and everything hit and all the George Floyd stuff happened. Um, I was over corporate America and just all of that Mm -hmm. drama and just, it was, I just stopped caring. (laughs) And I was just like, you know what? I'm a cuss on my Twitter. I don't, you know what? Like, Mm -hmm. I just like, mind you, there are instances where maybe I have gone a little too far. <laughs> I have critic I have criticized movies and things where I will find out late. There was one time I had a you didn't say what it is, but you could tell the example. I can tell the example. Yes. Yes. Okay, so because we a, don't want it to be out there. Yes, yes, right, right, right. <laughs> there was someone who um, they were talking about a movie that had come out, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh yeah, this new movie." Da, 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 da. And I was like, eh, "I didn't like it. I felt like it was like X, Y, and Z. It wasn't really my thing." <laughs> And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then later, like weeks later, mm. I find out who the production company was that made the movie. Oh, and I was like, oh, that's where that person works. <laughs> I told this person that that their movie was shit. Like, oh yeah. my god! That's like, when, and I've seen them in real life, mm-hmm. and they've never brought it up. I don't. Know, I don't even know if they remember, right? But I just remember. I mean, they may not have even seen it, as far as you know. I, I think they responded. Oh, okay. I think they responded. Right. So that, yeah. So like after that, I was like, okay, let me try not to. And then like, and it's so weird because like I had made a joke about um, a horror movie franchise mm-hmm. that I guess they were talking about bringing back, mm-hmm. and I just made a joke about like, oh my god, do we need this again? Like mm-hmm. da 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 da. And somebody hit me up and said, hey, I follow so and so, and you know how Twitter, you know how Twitter be telling your business. Somebody's like such and such yep. and blah, 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 which I do not like that feature. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, so they might see what you wrote. And I was like, God damn, <laughs> I don't even follow the motherfucker. <laughs> like, they don't follow me. Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I, but now I had to delete the tweet that yeah. said I didn't like that. Um, was it, was it the a, algorithm or something? Does the, something? Or yeah. What is like, it, like it, you know how it'll be like, it'll be like, oh, Hilliard liked something. Right, and it, I'm right. just like, but that's Hilliard's business. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? But they were telling, like, hey, they might see this mm-hmm. because they weren't. And it wasn't like a thread that included the person. Right. But they were just like, this person worked on that movie and they follow me and they might see your tweet because the algorithm, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, God damn, Twitter. Like, so I was like, okay, maybe me, I got to be more general when I have <laughs> things to say. Like, there are some things, though, where I'm just sort of like, I don't even care. Like, 
if it's something related to black people, I sometimes I just I just I won't care. I would I would say it to your face. If you have like the black best friend that doesn't mm-hmm. do anything, right. um, I would just say it. I just you know, or if you do anything that just hates on black people that I just don't like. I, <laughs> Well, you know, what's funny, though, your bio mm-hmm. says that that's who you are. It does. You know, such yeah. and such, black, yeah. writer, black. Well, <laughs> I was does. like, damn, bitch, okay, you, I think we get it. In case you didn't it. know. Like, yes. If you don't know who black. this dude is right now, yes. okay, then you don't know. Yes. And, and, and here's my thing, is that was my conversation mm-hmm. that I decided to do, mm-hmm. okay? And it's helped me because I'm a neutral person in the in the business where I am, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, you know, I have this podcast. I'm so involved with the Writers Guild. I'm always helping writers, you know, find new positions. I'm always, do- I'm mm-hmm. that dude. It wouldn't be good for me to be like, yeah. yada, 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 yada. I don't like about, that wouldn't work for me yeah. when I'm dealing with all these white showrunners and, you know, executive producers and, you know, agents and everything like that. Yeah. It wouldn't be good for me to be the guy who's, Got that voice, and it's probably not as good for there's, me either because I ain't, I ain't working in the industry right now, so I I I need. But to there's somebody that. who would like that mm-hmm. um, on their show. Like I said, I have lots of friends mm-hmm. who are high level showrunners and stuff who talk exactly like you do, and uh, everybody's supporting black. Like mm-hmm. I'll say, let, let, here's here. Let me let me jump to this. So we're talking about uh-huh. queer shit today, right? Mm-hmm. So you saw that post I put out the other day where I'm like, you know proud to be you know gay or whatever it was mm-hmm. it was like a photo of me i put that out oh yeah with them with them awesome pants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i gotta get them pants. <laughs> i usually wouldn't have done something like that really no um and you for, know we know you gay right yeah 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 but okay. it's like it's not even about being gay okay here's what happened so i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you a quick thing so that photo is from me two or three weeks ago when i was moderating a panel at Raleigh Studios, okay. right, for Netflix and for the Writers Guild um, Foundation. Two weeks before that, mm-hmm. I was talking to a writer friend of mine, and he was like, yeah, how come I never see you do any of the panels for the Writers Guild Foundation? I said, you know, as much shit as I've done for the Writers Guild, I'm surprised they've never reached out to me. I also do the Writers Guild podcast. You mm-hmm. know, I've interviewed fucking every celebrity in Hollywood. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And two days later, I got an email from the Rogers Guild Foundation asking me to do that panel. So, <clears throat> years back, I was approached mm-hmm. to, I'm gonna say it on, you know, cause I ain't afraid. <laughs> I, I was approached to be possibly on the board for Outfest. Okay. Now, I had submitted- Outfest a, is a gay, for people that don't know yeah, the gay sorry, film festival. The biggest gay okay. film festival probably in the world as far as I know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, years ago and I turned them down and okay. I remember sitting with the people the mm-hmm. people on the board at the time and I was like look here's my issue I have with you guys you guys have that fusion remember they have that fusion it's like the separate one for like all the diverse oh uh-huh you know whatever I says the problem I have with you guys is that you even have fusion and they were like they were thinking like, well, we're helping you guys. And I was like, no, the problem is that you don't have enough of us, enough of us in Outfest. Mm-hmm. 
Not that we need a whole nother yep. festival just so that you show that you guys can do diversity, mm-hmm. you know, because now that's going to keep you from putting us yep. into the outfest. Yep, exactly. You know what I mean? I said, I have a problem with that, mm-hmm. you know, that you guys think that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, this is years ago. And patting <laughs> themselves on the so, back for it, I'm So sure. when you think I'm not as black as you think I am, <laughs> right, or as gay as you mm-hmm. think I am, I'm still for us. Yeah. I just do it in my way, right? Mm-hmm. And... um. So I say that to say, so for the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years that that had happened, mm-hmm. I decided this year, like I watch, you know, my friends, Wilson Cruz and Daryl Stevens and all these guys mm-hmm. on the covers of these outs and whatever. I'm like, legends, I'm legends. Like, I should be on these things, too. I know enough people. Mm-hmm. I've done enough things that mm-hmm. I need to re brand myself in a different way so that's where that came from okay i was like all right i'm gonna put it out there that don't forget i'm here too Mm -hmm. you know what i mean you got another black you know ep over here who's gay Mm -hmm. i should be you know i know i'm over 50 and i'm not under 40 and all that (laughs) bullshit but they always do the top under 40 under 30 and all that other bullshit you know what I mean? I hate those lists. Which has been why I haven't been dealing with it because I'm like, well, I'm over, you know, all those mm-hmm. ages and stuff. So I decided to put it out that way now to start rebranding myself in a way to be open to consider coming back and possibly being on a board like that. Okay. You know what I mean? So that's where I am now. That's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Yeah. yeah good for you. Well, we and grow. They, yeah. You know? And they should have you on those things because, because like you and your show and this is not me trying to like gas you up but gas like me, <laughs> like but you are I'm like running on empty and shit yeah like when i was telling everybody telling people that like i was i'm gonna be on i'm gonna be on the rant room tomorrow they're like, like yeah the screenwriter's rant room like everybody knew what i was talking about right and i think on every um every year on the fellowship things we'll get have like the resources right. and your podcast is on there like your name is on the list of, of the same list as the the other script big notes ones script and notes and yeah all of those um, and so yeah, like every at least every black writer I know listens to you, knows who you are. So like you have that cachet. Right. So yeah, you should be in those rooms. You should be on those panels. You should be included in those conversations because you're in that league. You're in that circle. So it makes I agree. sense. But, but some of it is my fault. Like I said, I'm the one who turned them down. You know, mm. now that's just outfest itself. Yeah, but. You but you did I mean? it for a valid reason, and did they? Did they? Was that like the impetus for them to like like sit back and say like maybe we should have done something different, like um, or maybe he had a point? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think that much changed. I mean, actually, I was approached by one of the black mm-hmm. um, people who were on the board. Mm-hmm. We went out to lunch. I told him how I felt, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, you should tell him." I was like, "Fine," because I said I'm gonna tell my truth if they mm-hmm. ask me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I did, and um, um. But I just turned them down. You know what I mean? What was their reaction? Like, were they? Oh, like, everybody was like, oh, we kind of understand, but we're making change. It was always like, we're making changes and we're going to be, you know what I mean? It's a slower process and we're in the, you know how they talk about us. Mm-hmm. Like, as if they're going to be doing all these things and that's why they need people like me on the board and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I would be and, coming in here taking this motherfucker over. I don't think you realize yeah, who you're talking right, to. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I feel like I've reached this point too where I'm just like, I'm tired of being like the window dressing. So like my corporate America has scarred me. Let me just tell you that right now. Like my my professional background is in corporate communications. 
um, work with some big major Fortune 500 companies. And it's so funny because are you in marketing? What do you do? I forget. Um, corporate communication, so like PR, internal okay. comms. That's mm-hmm. what's what that's what my background has been. Now I'm in the DEI space uh, as a day job. What's that? Uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I should know that <laughs> for some reason I'm like <laughs> well the E be throwing people off if I said DNI you would know okay. but you, the E is new I right. think relatively new um, but yeah, I'm still doing like DEI communications and stuff like that but just for um, um, a technology company now mm-hmm. um, but my patience for being my patience for being the one black person in the room <laughs> my patience <laughs> for covering for certain things is like non-existent anymore hmm. like i won't i won't say the company maybe you can figure it out <laughs> but a previous employer of mine they're doing just like a lot of companies the big like gay right. thing we're sponsoring these things we do events and shows and all this stuff right. well you know it came out and it's been in the news every year for the last few years about these major companies that donate to p- politicians that are anti-gay mm-hmm. people that are sponsoring the don't say gay bills right. that are sponsoring the anti-trans legislation that are sponsoring um you know not, taking away the um, chick-fil-a <coughs> Sorry. Now, I, I i can't find i eat the chick-fil-a i eat the chick-fil-a also you're I'm, not going to chick-fil-a because look i'm, I'm like telling, that's, that's I'm the telling. c that's the ceo <laughs> The company don't make those contributions. He he making the money though. uh, I tried to boycott. I really did. (laughs) I gave it. I I cannot eat that food. I tried. It's too good. I can't can't do it. I tried. I'm just like, you know, I'm going to make a donation to Glad or something. (laughs) And make, you know, to wipe this away. But like, but like, so like in, in one of my jobs, I did multicultural PR, right? So we were the department that you would go to if you have a project or promote something you want to promote. But you want to talk to the black audience, the LGBT, the mm-hmm. Hispanic, whatever. Um, you would come to my team, okay. and so my job was to tell it, tell the world how much this company loves black people, mm-hmm. that we love whatever. Right. Um, and so then, flash forward a few, you know, you find out now that this company um, gets all these anti-gay uh, politicians. Mm-hmm. So you had these. This company was. Um, a major funder of like one of like was it Newsmax? Mm-hmm. You know, like the it makes it's worse than Fox News. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just like so I was going out there telling the world we love we love everybody, but yet my employer is paying politicians that hate me mm-hmm. that want to legislate me out of existence. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm like I can't even front like that shit hurt when I found that out. Like like even like I'm I've never been somebody. That's like, um, oh, you know, I love this company. We're a family. You use that language because that's what they make you do in corporate. <laughs> but like, I've never been like, I don't rock with most of y'all. Like, <laughs> I might take two of y'all with me when I leave here, but the rest of y'all, I'll never speak to again. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But like, after that, and then like all the stuff with like George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, finding out that I was working for a company that's like is giving money to people that make that allow this to happen. Right. Um, my tolerance just for certain things is just it's like it's been non-existent I understand I think that's a very relevant point and it really adds up to what I see of you on Twitter Mm. now I don't I don't I usually like I said when people are talking politics I pretty much go right by it Mm -hmm. but when they're talking writer stuff I'll zoom in Mm -hmm. Um, so that's probably why you don't see any engagement from Mm. me um, 
I'm just not a very political person. I just don't. It's not that I don't care. I don't think it's important. I just don't. I don't know what it is. It. It. I need to be entertained by like I need to watch and just a bad example like a Bill you, Maher or something to get my politics. You said that, and I heard. I don't know. If <laughs> this is gonna be so good. Uh, the Beyonce was it the Beyonce Experience tour? Was that? And she there's a, in the DVD. She's mm-hmm. like, "Do you want to be entertained?" <laughs> so when you say entertained, that's what I heard. <laughs> I see Beyonce in the silver sequence. And, Do you want to be entertained? Right. Like and you I'm will like, never yes. just see me watching the news. Like I just can't. Mm. It's so negative to me. I just can't. Yeah. It's like can't my, our lives are hard enough. I just can't deal with what happens yeah. on the news. And I get it. It's important. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I, I find out the highlights. Like I said, I'll just watch some Bill Maher or something like that. I can't, I you can't know what I mean? with Bill Maher. Or, Bill Maher be getting on my damn nerves. Yeah, I get it. He's. I'm not saying he's great, but it's But you get the news. Yeah, it's At least I get caught up on what happened yeah. over the week. You know, when he's on, that's just an example. It's like, you yeah, know, it's Trevor like, Noah, whatever, just somebody love, yeah. to get a better sense of what's going on in the world. And, the, need, sad, and yeah. the sad thing is, like, people like that, I feel like they're better journalists than a lot of the actual journalists. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there will be jokes involved. Yeah, there will be opinion. But, like, you know what the facts of the case are. If you watch The Daily Show, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there's jokes, but you know they vetted that information. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's not going to be, it's not like propaganda. It's not nothing um, untoward. But, like, you know that you, you're getting the facts of it. And I think that's, that's something that I think is so interesting because mm-hmm. I, I look at some news shows or channels and I'm just like, Y'all don't ask follow-up questions. <laughs> you know, you let these people, politicians, come and, like, filibuster you. And, yeah. like, one thing that I hate is, like, when you know they're telling you an obvious lie, right? Like, we all know that what they're saying is not true. But then, like, the reporter doesn't add, doesn't, like, clear. They just go on to the next question because they got it only 30 seconds to get mm-hmm. this clip in. And I'm like, no, ho. Like, stick with that <laughs> one question. And I want you to, even if you don't, that's the one thing you ask them. Right. You stick to that to show us that it, to, until you get the truth. Or until the last person watching this understands that I think that this motherfucker is lying. Because, <laughs> like, he's not answering. Like, do that. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that. But, like, someone like a Trevor Noah or even, like, um, what's her name? Z-Way on um, Showtime. Mm-hmm. Even though I know her show is satire and she's not, like, a journalist, whatever. And it's so sad. But, like, she be getting to the truth of the matter. Even in a joking way. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, some of y'all went to school to do this and you mm-hmm. can't do it. But Z-Way, a YouTuber, is <laughs> doing your job. Like, come on. Yeah. But they have a team, like you were saying. You know what I mean? So, I mean, mm-hmm. there's, you know, a team of writers and researchers and, you know, all that stuff who are specialists in what they do. You just yeah. have to, you know, get the bullet points on what's what and mm-hmm. know exactly what it is. And, you know, I'm just, I'm fascinated by, like, I'm attracted to very smart people. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to be the best looking person to me. Mm-hmm. But something about when you're super smart, I find that sexy. When you could play the yeah. piano, I find, you know, whatever it is, it's just like little things like that that I'm drawn to. Years ago, <laughs> years ago, years ago. You ain't that old. No. Years ago. 19. <laughs> look, look I dated you. somebody that built their own <laughs> computer. And when I tell you the draws came off, <laughs> I was like, you built this? <laughs> oh, it's coming, but... Put on the Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> like I'm, I'm right there with Turn you. Turn off like, the lights. Light a candle. That's before my time, but it's yes. a classic. That's a classic. Okay. But no, I'm right there with you. I'm like, ooh, you know math. <laughs> ooh, yes. Come on, let's go over here, babe. I'm sorry. Anyway, let not me that ask kind of you. Let me ask you a personal question, if you don't. Mind. Mm-hmm. So, what is your? What's it like dating people in 
L.A.? I would not know. <laughs> I got the videotape. I see you all up there letting it clap. I see you. <laughs> Look, top 1% of OnlyFans. Um, which, by the way, random tangent, because I see this a lot. Where people, you see people that are like top one percent only. I don't I'll, even know what that means. Yeah, well, I guess I that? guess that means that they have a top account, and at a certain point, it is, is that not like only I, friends, only only fans. You know that website oh, where like what is it? What is it exactly? You know what OnlyFans is? <laughs> I've heard oh of it. I don't know. It's like a. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. I guess it's like YouTube for porn, kind of. Oh really? Like it's like if you had an account. Mm-hmm. And then people could like pay money to you and then you just post videos or pictures of oh, yourself, okay. right? So it's like you're taking ownership of your your thing. Um, you're, I don't know, like you're, you're, it's you. you're not going through a porn company. Well, I guess you're going through porn if you're doing OnlyFans. Yeah. But you get my point. It's okay. your thing. But it's your page. It's your page. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But like, <laughs> it was so funny because me and a friend were talking about this. I was like, you ever notice how like people on, like, on Twitter if they're on OnlyFans, it always says top 1% of OnlyFans. And I was like, some of y'all, I guess that means like you're the top, I guess it's supposed to be their advertiser for them. So okay. like, I'm a top person. Got it, Most got people, it, got I guess, it. subscribe. Almost like they're blue chip or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm just like, all y'all motherfuckers can't be top 1%. <laughs> I was exactly. like, I refuse to believe <laughs> all of you are top. I don't never see nobody say I'm top 5%. Right. I'm top 10%. We are all top one percent that is a lie from the pit of hell you are lying but in relation to your actual question i actually stick to myself a lot mm-hmm. um which is good and safe yeah yeah in yeah this climate yes so i'm kind of like that's by choice uh that's a whole not really i'm not I, trying to you know tell all you've been no, 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 no. having it, a conversation you here. know i that's a whole okay. other podcast, child. I, but if if that person ever comes, <laughs> it, you know, like I'm not one of the, I'm not one of those bitches that's like I don't like I hate love. Da, 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 da. Like I like I probably have two days out of the year where I'm like I'm lonely. Mm. I need somebody. Why mm-hmm. don't I have somebody? Right. And then like the other three hundred sixty three. Yeah. Three hundred six. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Divide by carry the six. <laughs> carry the six. The uh, other three hundred sixty-three <laughs> days. The other three hundred sixty-three days. I'm just like I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, I wouldn't know, but like I know enough of like just having been here and dealt with people that mm-hmm. like L.A. is just a completely different type of environment. I guess you should say right. like. I don't know. There seems to be a lot of emphasis on appearance, on looks, on status. Um, like, you know, what do you do? Um, I don't know, child. I'm the wrong person to ask that question. Now, watch me now, like, uh, watch me like a week from now. I'm going to be that bitch that's like, like I'm married now. Like, right. <laughs> we don't moved in together. I'm a part post. But, you know, I will never. The funny thing is, I'm like, if if and when I do end up with somebody, I will not be posting pictures online. Really? Oh yes. Because you, are you gonna wait? You mean? No, like I'm not gonna do it at all. Ever? Ever? Because what's that about? Because you know when somebody broke up, when mm-hmm. they take all them pictures down, Fact. and I'm not trying to be that bitch. But you can't go in it like that. That's, no, that's the what problem. I think. That's yeah. That's, that's the problem. Is, is the problem. you already anticipating we're gonna break up? Because wait, can I say the word on the show? I can't remember. This niggas ain't shit. <laughs> yes. Because it's not shit. I am fully expecting it every time. Every time. 
every I have no oh, faith in them anymore. It. So yeah, I'm like <laughs> I'm in, I'm already like into so you're gonna do something. Mm. I'm gonna find out at some point somewhere <laughs> you are married with two kids oh, or you know okay, just let's talk anything. about that. Let's talk about that for mm-hmm. a second. So I talk to younger artists like yourself mm-hmm. all the time who are like because I'm going on 22 years with my husband, right? Mm-hmm. Damn, 22? And, All right. Brother, just pretty. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> and so, we know we vampires. That's right. That's right. <laughs> just sucking blood. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so, here's the thing. My assistant, he was like, oh, I was dating this girl and come to find out she had a roommate like six weeks later. I didn't even know it. And I'm like, that's your a fault. No. So, Here's the thing that I'm always trying to tell people. Mm -hmm. Why are people so afraid to interview people? Here's what I mean. My first date with my husband, and I'm going to put this on the air, Mm -hmm. was like this. So, I'm a smacker. (laughs) (laughs) Trip this, trip this. So, we had been flirting with each other at the gym for like a month. Okay. So, this is, you know, 20-something years ago. I'm in dance class like five days a week, sometimes twice a day. Mm Mm-hmm. And he would come in, he'd be on the Stairmaster, and I was looking at his legs, I was like, ooh, who is that, right? Mm -hmm. And he would watch us in dance class. So when it was over, toward the end, the choreographer always let me and my friend Tigar, who danced for um, J-Lo, we would do the routine like it's supposed to be done, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'd take my shirt off, and I'd Mm -hmm. be in there killing it, right? Mm -hmm. And he'd just be staring at me, right? (laughs) So one day I walk out, I was like, what's your name? You know what I mean? I just was bold enough, right? And I gave him my card. A week goes by, he didn't call me. So I was like, okay, it's like that, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm coming in the gym. I'm away to dance class one day. He's coming out the gym. Uh And I look up and I'm with my friend. And I said, oh, you don't call nobody? (laughs) And he says, oh, I'll call you. I'll call you. So he did. We Mm -hmm. go to lunch the next day. We sit down. This is real shit. And I said these words. So what's his name? He said, who? I said, your boyfriend. He said, how do you know I have a boyfriend? I says, let me explain something to you. I said, I've been an actor since I was 12 years old. I study human behavior. Okay. Okay. The first sign that you have a boyfriend in this community mm-hmm. is that it takes you a week to call me. That means you're trying to figure out when you could do it and how you're going to reschedule your time around to make sure you have time. If you were single, you'd be like, hey, what are you doing tonight at 930? What? You see what I mean? First sign. <clears throat> and he was like, yeah, we're in separate rooms. And, blah, blah. and then we had this talk. And I drilled him for an hour and a half, who you live with. If I came home with you for Christmas, mm-hmm. would it be okay? Because you can come home with me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I wanted to know that I don't have the issue I have with my ex. Okay. So I'm asking him all the questions that I was worried about with that motherfucker. <laughs> you see what I mean? And here's the other sign. Okay. So here's how I knew he was the right person for me. Mm -hmm. A few months later, I think he came with me for, we met in October, I want to say maybe by my parents' anniversary in February, he came with me up north, right? Okay. My parents now live in in To freedom! Sorry. (laughs) And we, um, we get in a car. And we're about to go on a trip. And I grew up in a church. I'm not Mr. I go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of don't even really believe in God anymore. Mm-hmm. But I'm still just spiritual. Like, it's, just 
and now I can't I can't play this for my mom because she gonna be like you can't be in there with these heathens. Let me let me finish. Let me finish. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I still have the habit uh-huh. of saying a prayer. Okay. Every day I get in my car, I just say a little prayer, and then I drive. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So I get we got in, we got in his truck. We we're about to head up north to San Francisco, and we got in the car, and I bowed my head, and I peeked my eye open to see, mm-hmm. and he went like this and bowed his head. And I went. That's what I was looking for. All my other boyfriends would be like, "Go ahead, do you." Mm-hmm. He was the first person who bowed his head. To I, join I wanted you. somebody spiritual, so now your mom can listen. See, <laughs> I wanted somebody. They don't have to be like, "Oh, we got to go to church." They uh-huh. just have to be somebody who's comfortable with themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're praying to Buddha. I just want them to be praying to something that mm-hmm. they believe in that I could communicate with. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I know when we go to my mom's, they're gonna be bowing head, yeah. bowing hands to do a prayer. So I want to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Equally and yoked. Exactly. So that's how I knew he was the perfect person for me. That's beautiful. besides all the physical stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I wanted somebody spiritual. Besides all the eye hunching in the gym. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you that know what I mean? Beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. But you have to communicate. You have to know. I don't understand how you're dating somebody for five months and didn't know they had a roommate. You're dating somebody and you didn't know this. I'm like, didn't oh, you yeah. ask them questions? I don't. I'm just nosy. People lie, though. I'm just. People There's lie. ways, in my opinion. Here's what I found. When you mm-hmm. tell your truth, people tell theirs. For the that's most part. Deep. That's kind of deep. When they actually. realize that you're going to give them something, uh-huh. then they don't think, they know it's going to be a back and forth. So mm-hmm. I'll say something like, well, for example, I still live with my ex mm-hmm. and we're at the end of our relationship. So mm-hmm. they know they can now tell me their truth. Got you. You see okay. what I'm saying? I'm not just in there going, so what's your situation like? And mm-hmm. I'm just drilling them. I'm also giving them my truth. Mm-hmm. So now they can make the decision to be honest with me. Because they can hear I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. You know, I'm not just going, well, I'm not going to tell them I got a boyfriend. I'm not going to tell them I still live with somebody. I'm not going to tell them, no, bitch. If I'm interested, I'm going to tell you my truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, to me, that's that's the key to finding the person that you want to be with. Because you don't have to worry about in a year, y'all going to break up and you got photos up there. You know? Because now you're discovering a year later all this shit about them. You should have found out date two. True. <laughs> True. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. I might. Who knows? Maybe I might try that. Like, here's a list. But I don't know. I feel like that would be like. No. No. You don't intimidate. Have to it should be a conversation. Okay. But you know, it's a list. Mm, okay. It's like you know what? I'm having fun with you. Let me mm. ask you something. So when you at home, what's it like? If I come over, are yeah. we gonna be? Because like one of my things is this. Uh huh. Now I'm attracted to guys who are a little older than me, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see the faded, you see the photos. <laughs> and 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 I would hate to be in a relationship with somebody that had a roommate. Mm. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not gonna be with another mm-hmm. grown ass man who got a, this is me. Yeah. This is me who uh-huh. got a roommate. And mainly mm-hmm. it's because I've been in a situation with somebody who was grown in San Francisco mm-hmm. and they had a fucking roommate, and I'm like I can't walk to the bathroom with. I got to put a towel on, or what? It's like I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I can't you. have that orange juice because it's there. It's just like yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah. I can't do with that. It's I thought just, you were gonna say like they was messing around. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. But the, yeah, yeah, and it's and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I can, I can see that. The funny thing too, though, um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine about this the other day. I was like, I feel like the only chance like tangent off what you just said mm. 
like living in LA, like you almost have to have a roommate now. Like that's like a like I don't have a roommate, and I hope to God I don't ever have to do that again. <laughs> but I'm like, it's just so fucking hard to live here. Yeah. That I'm just like, shit. So it's funny that you say that. Yeah, but now you're I'm under wondering. forty. I yeah. get it. But when you're over forty, have you seen these rents? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I just I can't. It's, For me, I couldn't date somebody who's Yeah, still, no, I wouldn't want to you know either. I, mean? I wouldn't want to either. I'm very private in that way. Yeah. You know? I haven't really thought about it that way, but that... Actually, I don't think I've ever dated somebody that had a roommate. Now, this is somebody I'm taking serious now. Now, if you just yeah. fucking doing your thing, that's you. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't mind having a relationship like that, that's yeah. fine. But somebody I'm trying to get build with someone. and build a relationship with, that would be difficult. I'm trying me. to think, did I have, have I ever dated somebody... That had a ro- I don't think I've ever dated anyone that had a roommate. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Maybe my picks are just top tier. <laughs> That's what it is. I only date the you grade got it A. You got like that. You got yeah. it like that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What can I say? I check that box, bitch. <laughs> you know, you're still not going on my Instagram though. Boo. It's not happening. It's not happening because I also am the bitch that notices mm-hmm. when oh, yeah, the pictures too. are gone. Yes, and I'm just like, huh. Let me just scroll over. Oh, they're not there no more. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Even though, you know, half the time these are people that you probably never have met in your entire life. But I'm just like, I don't know. You ain't get, if, if I, if whoever, future boo, if we ever meet, you're not going on the socials. People will not know you exist. I think that you should probably give it a year and see. Mm. Does it feel right? Mm. When it feels right, you kind of know this is probably going to last a little longer. Or this is going to feel, you know, I want other people to know that this person's in my life. You know, and especially as you get older, uh-huh. you start to get more settled in who you are. That's my you know what problem, I mean? though. I'm also very settled in who I am. <laughs> Mr. Independent. Look. Yeah. Like the idea of like. Yes, this is a writing show and we're talking about relationships. Right. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> y'all better take this. Y'all better take, take some notes. Okay. This is life lessons. <laughs> but like, I'm so settled in who I am, kind of. Like the mm-hmm. idea of somebody telling me anything, like, it, like, turn off the light. No, bitch, I'm going to leave it on. Like, I just. <laughs> Like, I don't know. It's, it, that's that's a whole other thing. Because, like, me and my friends, uh, my single friends, we talk about this, too. It's, we're just like, I'm just, you know, I've been living alone for so long. And the idea of, like, waking up and there's somebody there. <laughs> like, you here? You still here? Like, wow. there's an episode of Being Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, if y'all don't know the show on BET, where <clears throat> she was, like, talking to a guy who was, like, rich. And he was like, we, gonna, we don't live together. I want to get married, but, like, not live together. Mm. Like he said that, yeah. I think like he wanted to have like a separate house or something. And I've heard of people that like they choose to have different rooms, mm-hmm. and it's not because they don't get along. It's just because for whatever reason, you know, they sleep better alone. Whatever their reasons are. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I saw that, I was like, you know what? I kind of fucks with that. <laughs> I got a two bedroom. Oh, damn it. Yeah, like <laughs> like you come over when I want you to come over. I go over when I want you to go. I was like, I. I don't know, Mary Jane. That's kind of a it's kind of a sweet idea. Like maybe y'all could be neighbors. It feels like a date, mm-hmm. but just like the idea of like I wake up and you there. I come home from work and you there. Or I'm sitting at home and then you come home from work and now I gotta talk to you. Wow. Or like <laughs> you, you kids today. That's it's right. you know like it, it's like it's like <clears throat> shit like. If I want to fart in my apartment, I can fart in my apartment. I don't got to worry about some dude over there. Like I just, I don't know. It's 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 little it's little things like that. They're, they're, if I see toothpaste on the mirror and it's not mine, 
I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> like I just, that I relate to. I right. can't stand clutter like that. I understand. Yes. I'll be like, God, yes. look, look what you did. Like, mm-hmm. like so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Um so what's 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 next for you? I know you want to get staffed on a yes. show and stuff like that. What do you uh, I would, yeah. So um, one of the things I want to do this summer is film a uh, short. Um, oh, so I'm working on the script. Uh, it's about a <laughs> black guy um, who's coming home for like family dinner, and everybody thinks he's gonna come out as gay. Mm-hmm. And so super liberal family, everybody's waiting for that. Um, and then he comes, he actually comes out as Republican. <laughs> and that's so they want to, yeah. Thank you. And so that's so I'm working on that. I mm-hmm. want to film that this summer. I actually have to talk to my friend who I want to use her house to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, <laughs> that and just working on like some more samples. Uh, I want to finish a book mm-hmm. or, or or at least work on it. Okay. I, I there's I've started this new job. Different, like I was saying, I'm in the DEI space mm-hmm. um, in this different kind of company, so it's kind of different from what I've ever done, and mm-hmm. it takes up a lot of time. Um, and I'm tr- I'm finding myself in that thing of like you don't have time during the day to write, or like when you get done with work, mm-hmm. you just don't feel like doing anything else. What time do you go to work? Um, um. I don't want boss to hear it because it ain't always at like eight. <laughs> I look at the I look at my calendar the night before. I get yeah, it. I look okay. at I look at my clock the night my calendar the night before, and I'm like, when am I gonna log in today? Wow. Um, oh, so you still you working at home? Working from home, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very fortunate to, to uh, be doing that. We go in the office every now and then for different right. things, but for the most part, work from home. Um, which is also interesting too because you don't work the traditional like nine because you're. I'll, it'll be like two o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, let me work on something and get this out. Oh, you're a late person. Yeah, but that's also also <laughs> provides me the benefit too of not having to be like stuck to my computer between right. eight and five because mm-hmm. I just get it. As long as the work mm-hmm. gets done, it gets done. You can do errands. You can do what you want yeah, to do yeah, as long yeah. as you get your work done. Yeah, but like the general hours of like eight thirty to five, mm-hmm. somewhere within there, general. But then it goes later. <clears> um, but like, I'm not as productive on the writing anymore. And I remember when. I was about to say when the pandemic was happening, as if we're not still in it. Um, but when the pandemic had first kicked off and everybody was at home, mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to use this time to like really like write. I'm going to like finish this book. I'm going to do like two movies and eight pilots and all this stuff. And then I couldn't write a damn thing. Mm. Like I was like. We were traumatized for God's sake. It, it Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like. Um, and everybody was scared. Are they going to get this thing? I mean, it was a lot. It was. It was a lot. George, the, we said it like it's over. Right. But you know what I mean? Right. 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 <laughs> um, and then like all the social justice stuff, like George mm. Floyd happened on my birthday. Mm. Um, not that. You know, it, but that, that's just a surreal. So even this year on my birthday, I'm just like, that's also the day that that motherfucker got stomped out. Right. Um, so it was just a lot. I had been laid off from my corporate job. Yeah. That was another thing, too, that kind of I'm just like over it. I'm just like the whole. This like corporate image, you have to be, you know, the nice black person and mm-hmm. you have to be you know not waiting for a little like this image that you have to craft for yourself um when you're black in corporate america and then for like corporate america to be like oh no we got to get rid of you because we don't have the money mm-hmm. or you know da, 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 da. i was it was just like this weird period all of that to say 
I feel like in the last few years, I have not done as much writing as I wanted to because it's like once I finally got out of, once we got out of that period, mm-hmm. um, now I'm working again. Uh, well, I've been working for a while, but like working again, and it's just like I don't have the time and I feel bad. I feel like I'm not a, being a good writer. I feel like I'm not. That's honest. Yeah. Like yeah. I have a friend. I think a lot of people can relate to what you're talking about right now. Thank so, you. Yeah. yeah. Like I have a friend who, um, I don't kind of do a shameless plug. He finished a book. Um, it's called Starline and the Thieves of the Red Knight. It's a young adult um, kids Star, book. Starlight and Star, the Thieves of the Red Light. Starlion and the Thieves of the Red. I like of the, it. Of the Red Knight. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a dope book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm writing a review on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I write for a website. The second same this plug. I promised I was not trying to, but I write for a site called Black Nerd Promote Problems. <laughs> uh, thank you, BlackNerdProblems.com, y'all. And I'm writing the review on his book. But he wrote mm-hmm. this book during the pandemic mm-hmm. while he was also working on scripts. Um, one of which I think got picked up by I want to say Mel Gibson company. Leon Langford is the writer. Okay. And shout out to you, Leon. Shout out to Leon. Y'all follow him on Twitter. <clears throat> um, great book, and I remember looking at this book, and I was like, God damn, Scarlett! Like he wrote a whole ass book, got it published, got a got a cute cover and everything, mm-hmm. and like you sitting here stuck in the apartment, for, you haven't showered in like three days, <laughs> you know you. <laughs> Okay, you need to wash your ass every day. Okay, don't be getting up without taking a who, shower. Who were we seeing? We weren't uh, seeing nobody. Uh, we weren't seeing nobody. Uh, and see, and that's the type of shit I couldn't do if there was some nigga in my house. Wow. I could not shower for three days. Why if I'm going to be in my depressed stupor and not bathe, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> and I can't do that if there is some dude in my house. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm so that's what I'm working on now. I want to get back into a more consistent, um, consistently writing. Right. Um, and I have a few projects that I want to do. Like, one is that short story. I love that you, uh, sorry to interrupt you, mm-hmm. I, I love that you are now looking into doing this short film because mm-hmm. the thing that I'm always telling writers all the time is. What's happening now? Mm-hmm. I was just telling my assistant this yesterday. He's coming. He came up with this cool ass um, uh, um, digital series that he's about to do. He's oh, been nice. working. It's dope. And I'm like, it, like he's already started shoot. They got a trailer for it. You know, like they're already coming nice. out. And I said, I said, you, because he was telling me how tired he is and you know doing mm-hmm. work and doing this, you know, this, this series and whatever. And I said, welcome to Hollywood. You know what I mean? This is what it really is. I says, but you kids today, and I'm, I'm mm-hmm. generalizing that word, by the mm-hmm. way, but you guys today, girls, also have to realize that nowadays when you get blessed to be on a show, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, you're not going to go produce your episode in this climate. Yeah, that's why I keep hearing. So you guys need to be learning how to produce on mm-hmm. your own independently. Your friends are doing a short, damn it, go work on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You need to be experiencing that. I love what you said earlier. I, you, you didn't think I caught it, but you said a friend of yours has the perfect house that you're going to do it. That's exactly what I'm always talking about. Mm. Most people decide not to do something because, like, I don't have the resources. No, you haven't looked at your resources. That's very true. See what That's I mean? Very true. I don't care if you live in small town bumfuck. <laughs> and I'm being honest with you. You uh-huh. know, rural town. Write something in a rural fucking town. Yeah. Don't write it in the city. Yeah. You know what I mean? Write something. And I always tell people all the time, like, you got to, um, most people write the project and then they go, how am I going to get the mm-hmm. set piece? I'm like, look at the environment around you and write around it. Yeah. 
right? Very true. So you know you have a friend who has a perfect house. So I'm mm-hmm. going to write it just in case I can get it, mm-hmm. right? Boom. So now you you know where all the rooms are. Mm-hmm. You know what you know. You know the living I've room. I've even you know. mapped out the COVID flow. Like exactly. how y'all y'all gonna come in here? You go through these doors. You gotta walk around. Right. You wanna come? Yeah, I've thought That's about good. all of that. And even that's starting to slow down. Now it's not as you know they're starting to slow down with that on the set a little bit now. And that's a problem <laughs> for me. Yeah, well that's fine. And you can choose. It's yeah. your show, right? So you can say here we run it like mm-hmm. this, and everybody has to follow the rules. Yep. You know what I mean? So. Um, but anyway, so I'm always talking about like, what are your resources? So I love that mm-hmm. you are now pushing that thing. Mm-hmm. And now you need to start to go on who's my team, mm-hmm. right? You know, a lot of people on Twitter, all you have to do is post. Yeah. Hey guys, I don't have a lot of money, but I have this dope ass idea that I think could do something. Mm-hmm. I need a dope DP. I need a dope, whatever the other, you know, elements are that you need, the other mm-hmm. departments. I said, put it out there, you'll be surprised. People just want to work on dope shit and build yeah. their reels too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You could still make it sag. You don't have to pay them a lot of money. You know what I mean? You could. There's so many things you can do, mm-hmm. and keep that cast short and small. You know what I mean? Don't overdo it. And like you said, one location. If it is, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Yeah. What's going to be the most complicated is if it's a big dinner scene, for example. Oh yeah. Those are hard to shoot. They take all day. Because you got to get a point of view on everybody. Yeah. You know okay. what I mean? So just be aware of that. You might need a two-day shoot. Okay. And just for that mm-hmm. alone. As soon as you have more than three or four people in the scene, that means you have to get the point of view from him looking at them, from them looking at them, from them looking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be thinking about all that when you, I don't know yeah. if you're planning to direct it too, but just be thinking I, about that. I, a part of me wants to, but the other <laughs> part of me is like, do I really? I don't know. I, I have to thought that far ahead. Random question. Yeah, ask me. Yeah, is that me. why if you've seen a if you watch a CBS comedy, mm-hmm. he ever knows whenever they're eating, they always play with their food. Is that why? Why what? Is that, is, like, is it because it's so hard to film like um, food scenes? Or yeah, because scenes? of continuity. You don't want to be like chopping into something, and by the time you come around, there's no food there. Okay, so I've noticed that in every like. Every CBS comedy show, whenever mm-hmm. they're eating, it'll have however many people around the table, and they just like playing with their food. Right. Nobody ever eats anything, and right. I'm just like, "Why are y'all even there? Y'all, who plays with it? Y'all grown? Yeah, like eat." But okay, but, but, but if it's if it's a half hour sitcom, they could probably eat if they wanted to because they got three or four cameras playing on them at the same time. But if you like watch, if you like watch a Big Bang Theory, mm-hmm. what, yeah, three, exactly. Those yeah. are all three, four cameras. Shows. But they always just play with the food every time they eat. They yeah. just fiddle with it. They never actually eat. They the could. Food. They and could. I've never. I've always won. I see that. It's probably because why. the only thing I can think of is the rhythm of those shows. Probably go like the uh-huh. the timing and the you know the this very what they call popcorn and mm-hmm. the way that they talk. So mm-hmm. if they did, they'd have a mouthful. So oh, okay. sometimes, and sense. you know, they probably jump. Somebody says something. He says something. Mm-hmm. There's a little overlapping going on, mm-hmm. and so they don't want to mess it up with somebody muffling words. So that might be possibly. Okay. That's just my, that makes you know, sense. educated guess. That makes sense. You know, um, but so when your dinner scene, you may think you want everybody to eat, but mm-hmm. you're gonna realize, oh shit, I still haven't even crossed over to the other side of the table yet, and everybody's half done with the food, and we don't have no more food. So mm-hmm. you have to be anticipating the continuity of stuff like that. So that's why you're just having people okay. pretend like they're taking bites and they're just chewing. They're not really eating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or they, they could be sipping, but they're not really drinking. You know what I mean? Because if you have an open gl- wine glass and it's all the way down to there, by the time 
You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. you cross back over again and it's, it's low again. Yeah. So you have to be thinking about stuff like that. There's a certain filmmaker that has that and I won't say who it is. We've seen it in almost every <laughs> when you learn this business, you mm-hmm. look for it. You can't help it. Yeah, true. You that know what I mean? True. So whereas yeah. normal people don't even recognize it, but we see it. Wait a minute. Did, that yeah. cigarette was like well, this low a minute ago. Now the, it's full again. You there know, is the <laughs> You remember? I don't remember. What's that that reality show that Ray J is on or was on, like oh, Love and Hip Hop or one of those like that, shows? Yeah. Do you remember that thing where it was the thing with his hat? I never watched it. I never. Well, okay, <clears throat> there was this episode. I never watched it either, but it was uh, all over Twitter. Mm-hmm. And his hat every time it was, he was him talking to somebody, mm-hmm. and every time it switched back and forth, his hat was in a different position. <laughs> <And it> was, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, That's nobody awful. caught that. It was That's so bad. bad. I was like, every shot, it was somewhere different. That's bad. And he just said that being serious. Yeah, man, I just, I appreciate how you did that. Next scene, it's over on the right side. <laughs> and it's just like, dude, who, like, what is going on? Yeah, that's that's a horror because on those shows, for the most part, is reality. They don't really have a script supervisor who's going. Uh, you realize on the last take, his hat was to the right, uh-huh. uh, and they write it down in the notes. They make sure you have a good script soup who's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Skyler. When we first shot that thing, you know, Jacqueline's character, she had you know a half a bite of a sandwich. Like mm-hmm. they're writing all that shit down. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a hard job to do, but it's super important. And you become really close with them. Mm -hmm. You get somebody you trust, Mm -hmm. you know, to do that. Who knows how to be a script soup, but not just friends. You go, Mm -hmm. hey, you want to be a script soup? Don't do that. (laughs) You know, spend one hundred fifty, two hundred dollars a day on somebody who can do that. Who child? I gotta, I gotta do what? Yeah, you're gonna spend a couple. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna cost you. Iron in. You know, yeah. I'm gonna have to do a yeah. But you'd be surprised how many people would be willing to work for way less than they planned. Oh yeah, yeah. You I mean, I mean? you like I did. I remember I did a short a few years ago, mm-hmm. and we did that for like three hundred, four hundred dollars, yeah. I think total. Right. Um, but we didn't pay. I think the only person we really paid was um, sound. I'm sure. Yeah, sound cinematographer. <laughs> yeah. Um, everybody else did it for free but i learned from that experience i was like oh i want to raise money first because like i want to be able to pay the actors i want to be able to pay i want to like i think we got subway for them Mm -hmm. um but like subway is not that great in my opinion i'm sorry subway but um yeah i want to like raise money like i did a uh doing a friend i did a friend's um uh was it indiegogo (laughs) for her short film a while ago um and still just helping manage that and that was kind of an experience too of like how do we get people that are outside of your friends and family yep. to want to donate to these things you got to so. grab their attention you got to mm-hmm. you got to be talking to the lgbt committee you got to be talking mm-hmm. to the to the people who are in the politics for your yeah. particular story you know what i mean you got to be reaching out you got to have those hashtags that grab yeah. them you know what i mean um the other thing that i was going to say is um oh so here's something i did on my very first film called troublesome mm-hmm so it took place on a subway train, right? <clears throat> so when we went to scout the train, this a 35-foot truck bed with a giant train car mm-hmm. that you have to move wherever you are. And luckily, my ex had this giant warehouse, so we were able to put it inside and make it look like a dark tunnel. He just had a warehouse? Well, he's a, a, he was in freight at the time. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and so use your resources, right? <laughs> so... <laughs> Because um, um, otherwise, we would have been shooting that shit outside somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With the houses and shit outside, what are we going to do? <laughs> so anyway, um, um, so when we went to scout the train, my friend Michael, who was one of my producers, we were looking and I stopped and I noticed these little indentions like in different spots around the train. And I was like, 
I'm like, oh, what is that? He's like, oh, that's where they have like ads and stuff like Coca-Cola and this and that. I went, oh. I went, hmm. Now, my husband at the time mm-hmm. was the um, um, president of the Neighborhood Council in, in Hollywood. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. I'm a little confused. This is your ex-boyfriend's warehouse, but your husband? Yeah. Oops, sorry. I mean, but your husband, you, was, you had them both at the same time. We're still friends. Matter of fact, my oh, ex. Oh, okay. That's okay, okay. My ex-boyfriend is like best friends with my husband today. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I just, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm almost like, you played them both at the same no. time? Hell yeah! Long story, long story. Fast ass! Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, where I was going with this. So, um, so, here's what I did. So, my husband knew, because he was the president of the neighborhood council, uh-huh. that means any restaurant, hotel, new building all around Hollywood, he knew the owners or whatever because they would all lobby and politician with poli- uh-huh. you know, with him. So, he would go to these big you know, fundraising events and all of them would be there. So, he would know people who owned all kind of buildings and restaurants and whatever. Uh-huh. So, I was like... I've met a lot of these people, so I put together a lookbook. I brought my two actors uh-huh. back to the to the um, train and took photos of them as we were like blocking the whole thing. And behind uh-huh. them would be I angled them in ways so that you would see the shots of all those different um, angles where you could put posters. Uh-huh. And I would go in with the lookbook and be like, "Hey, I'm working on this project. Imagine if we had the corner and you had your your logo and stuff right there." Boom. What if we had one of your cupcakes and they were eating one of them on the train? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And boom, next thing I know, they were like, you know what? I'll go ahead and pay for all the food. You know, you know what? That's we got like three okay. or four boxes of water back there. Go ahead and just take it. It just started happening. So we had all these posters up from all these people. Well, I don't have a lot of money, but I can give you food. I don't have a lot of money, but I can give you this. That's what happened. Use your fucking resources, mm-hmm. right? And that's where I learned how to do that. And that's how I started producing so many other projects. I started using all those resources I had with my husband, Mm -hmm. going, well, shit, who else do I know? Well, this project needs a roof that has a 360 view of Hollywood. Oh, his friend owns the book at Sunset, the the building at blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you guys can have it. Just give me a, you know, just give me a credit or, you know, you guys can have it. Just uh, make sure you guys have a permit, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's what gave me all that value. And I started doing all these big projects and boom, you know what I mean? Use the resources around you. Mm -hmm. And so where I was going with you is... You live in Inglewood, right? Mm-hmm. You probably go to a cool little cafe or the soul food spot or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You probably know the manager. I'm just generalizing here. I don't know. I'm just talking out loud. Actually, well, no, yeah. Well, a couple of places, yeah, because I've been like like the Bricks and Scones. Up, go up in there, there yeah. and be like, here's what I'm trying to do. Uh-huh. I would love to have your food in my thing and blah, 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 blah. You know, we're doing this short film. We're going to blast it everywhere. We're going to promote you guys like this. And you'd be surprised. They either give you money, they give you food, they give you whatever, you know? And they could make a big deal of, ooh, we eating bricks and scones food. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. Product placement. is the best. Product placement. Okay. That's how you get it, within your own resources. Okay. You know what I mean? Whether it starts with your friend using their house, that's mm-hmm. their resource, mm-hmm. right? That's their product placement with their home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> now you start to go, oh, there's food here. How can I... I go to this place all the time. Mm-hmm. I know the manager. Let me just see if they give me some free cupcakes. Whatever. Okay. That's actually, no, that's You would be surprised. Idea. That's pretty cool. Okay. But you got to be willing to do it. And it looks good if you go there with a book and you know how to do that yeah. shit. Build you a little. Don't be like 90 pages, just 10. 
That's you know actually I mean? really good. I've never done like a, a lookbook. That's really well. I bet the, you know how to get it. Oh, yeah, from yeah, all yeah. the people who work with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Say, so here's what I'm trying to do. Let's do the house. Boom. Yeah. Let's do. Here's a picture of the actors. Boom. That you know, imagine really here's dope. a here's a table and just take a picture from this Christmas or mm-hmm. something with all the people at the black people at the food table. Just use it as an example of what it would look like. I think I'm gonna do that. You know what I mean? That's it's like building, idea. yeah. It's like building your own little visual lookbook of what it could be, uh-huh. so that when you're going around trying to get resources and get, you know, whether it's money or food or whatever, mm-hmm. you're just showing them an example of what it could be, so they can see it. Yeah, it, that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. I, go ahead. So I was gonna ask you earlier too. Uh, this is sort of going back to what we were talking about earlier. What would you say? <clears throat> So, like, there's those hashtags on Twitter. I think Latoya Morgan, mm-hmm. um, not I think I know Latoya Morgan, did the... Um, uh, WGA Staffing Booth. Yes, thank you, mm-hmm. WGA Staffing booth, booth. But, like, I'm... So, like, using myself as an example. Sure. I am actually a very introverted person. I do not You ain't do, no damn introverted no, person. I, no, you ain't. I, 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 no, you that's because I, no, I, like, I, <laughs> I don't know if you caught on, but, like, when we first started, I'm, it, take, it takes me a while to warm up. It did not. You jumped but, right like, on in. <laughs> We was cousins already. (laughs) But like, how do, like, I feel like I've been. I'm going to have you back, brother. I think we're having fun. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So like, I've been on Twitter since like a while. Mm -hmm. Um, Been part of the writing community on Twitter for a while. I go to some of the writers meetups when I can. And when I'm like, like like, there was one. Like this is how bad it is. Like, but you popped in on some of the panels I've been on too. I think. Yeah. Recall. Yeah. But like, uh, well, <clears throat> like online. Mm-hmm. That's I what know. I meant. Yeah. yeah. Um. But like, like there was this one um, uh, writers meetup. I think it was in Santa Monica, and I literally put out. I think I was like, who, who of my followers is going to the Santa Monica meetup? Because mm-hmm. I don't know nobody, and I'm, and I'm an introvert, and I don't deal with people. So if there's <laughs> not anybody that I know that I can connect with, I'm not gonna go. Um, and luckily somebody did now we're like really good friends so shout out to Miguel but um, can I tell you something I don't know if you mm-hmm. heard the episode I did with Kelly Edwards uh-uh. Kelly Edwards is the one who wrote the new book called The Executive Chair which you need to read okay and Executive she Chair. talked she talked about this whole segment of how she got over being like that uh-huh. and she would be the one who was the introvert and sitting in the corner mm-hmm. and so she was like how can I change it she's like somebody else in here doesn't want to be here either so okay. she would find the person sitting in the corner and go hey and they would spark a conversation and turn out they'd be somebody important too who just was shy. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? And that's how she developed it. So find that other person who's just like you and start to, they, they're excited to have you finally talk to them. Well, okay. Yeah. I got, I'll look for them because I, because uh, so I, that, that's actually really good advice. But like the whole thing about you have <clears> to network <throat> in this town, you have to be, you have to leverage social media in the right way and be personable, but be like someone that people want to be in a room with, and right. which makes sense because um, you're in there, you know, you want to be some, with someone you can't stand. But it's <laughs> like, how do you, like, I don't know what I'm doing if I'm just being like completely, like completely yeah. honest with you, right? Like, there are people that I see that are like, oh, I have this general meeting doing such and such, or, you know, I'm getting signed with this manager or whatever, or the, I feel like they have movement in those things. And I'm like, okay, I'm trying to go through those networking things. I'm trying, you know, I'm on Twitter regardless, but I'm just like, I don't feel like I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm, I'm not doing, doing something. I'm doing something wrong. Because I'm like I've been here for a while. Mm-hmm. I have no. Real How long movement. have you been? Here? 
2015, I think okay. I moved here. 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. 2015, because you know who wasn't president. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> we had like one good year and then everything went to hell. I um, But like, yeah, I just feel like, I'm just like, I feel like for the amount of time that I've been here, I have not had the amount of um, movement. And part of that, I think, is my fault too, right? Like, for example, when we were all stuck inside, mm-hmm. I get like I don't know if writer's block is the right word, but I'm like you had all that time and you couldn't like this one. This nigga wrote a whole ass book. You didn't do shit in a in in a year. Um, well, some of you, yeah. in all fairness, I'm saying some of you in general, by the way, mm-hmm. some of you got really involved in politics at that time. Like you turned it up, mm-hmm. right? You got really political after that, mm-hmm. right? With yourself and with your community, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, you were going out to rallies and you were doing stuff like that. And some people didn't get involved in that and put their head down, mm-hmm. right? So your head was somewhere else, you know what I mean? And um, that's why it worked for him. Mm-hmm. You have to find, it's the same thing I tell the people about whether it's taking care of yourself for exercise, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do this because I'm insecure, you know what I mean? All this working out and not drinking and smoking and doing drugs ever in my life is because I'm insecure. I've heard I, you say that, and oh, I've yeah. always been. And I, I, I don't. What is that about? I mean, if you don't mind me asking, oh, I don't mind. Because I'm like, what does he have to be insecure about? But everybody has something. Let yes. me not say that. It starts with the. Oh, let's get into some church shit, right? Quick. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's get, you know what I mean. Hold on to your seat, right quick. Your mom is going to relate to this. Okay. So when we moved, we moved to the Bay when I was seven years old, oh, right? Mm-hmm. When we started going to the church when I was seven or eight. It was on those apostolic, holy, you know, holiness churches, you know, everybody shouting crazy, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, I'll never forget, every Sunday, now we were going to church three, four days a week, and then Sunday twice. You know, ooh, black churches are. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so here's what would happen. We'd be at church from 8.39 from Sunday, Sunday school to, you know, the regular service, mm-hmm. go straight into regular service, until like 3 o'clock in the afternoon sometime. Mm-hmm. We ain't no breakfast. They so didn't we feed you? Starving. Now, they didn't feed you in Sunday school? Oh, and you can smell them cooking chicken throughout the whole getting ready, <laughs> getting ready for it, right? Uh-huh. Wait for it. This is going to be some shit. Uh-huh. So, and if you went to church, you, y'all know what I'm talking about. So the church is over, mm-hmm. and people line up to go in there. Here's what would happen. The pastor had five boys mm-hmm. who were all spoiled rotten. Mm-hmm. Soon as the service comes over and they had their own table, so they would walk right to the table and they would all be served. We'd all be standing in line. Okay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> so <clears throat> this is me as a kid growing up. Mm-hmm. Well, by the time I got to my teens and I started getting roles on TV and you know uh, dancing and stuff mm-hmm. and videos and everything, then... I started being able to show up. I'd get in line. They'd be like, oh, no, you don't need to wait in line. Come over mm-hmm. to the front. Shit shifted for me all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So I had this weird thing where when I finally moved to L.A., uh-huh. I would never come home unless I just did a job or something. Like I had it in my head that I couldn't until I did something. Mm. So as you know, you were talking earlier about how difficult it is for actors and dancers and everybody else. You know, you get four or five jobs a year. So I wasn't going home unless I had something to show for. Mm -hmm. And it only took me until about, I don't know, 15 years ago, 
to finally be like, I can just go home. Mm. And it was because my sister is like, and I told her the truth. I was like, I can't because I felt like I wasn't worthy. Like I wasn't doing enough, you know? Yeah. So my insecurities come from, for example, I'm one of these people that if, if you and I were in a relationship, mm-hmm. George you Clooney. Can, but you would live in my house because I want two separate houses. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> George Clooney could go by, who's my type, uh-huh. right? And I would be like, oh, George, he's fucking hot in my head. Mm-hmm. Other people would be like, oh, my God, oh, my God, there's George. Oh, my God. You would never see that from me ever. I would never be like, oh, damn, like, who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Ever. And it's because in this industry, having been in it since I was 12, I've seen the most beautiful people in the world. Mm. I've worked with them. Mm-hmm. It takes so much to impress me. You know what I mean? So because of that, all of my friends, when I show you my friends, they're mm-hmm. all gorgeous. You know, kids I grew up with, Shamar Moore, you know, all these people. These are like you some of the most. You grew up with Shamar Moore? Yeah, these are like some of the most beautiful people in the hey, world. And, <laughs> and, and so my competition, if you will, uh-huh. has always made me like that. The other part, the okay. last thing, mm-hmm. is my husband is the person who goes, holy shit, who is that? Right? Uh, so I'm like, okay. oh, I got work to do. So that he never is like, oh, that person's hot, but not enough for me to go that way. Uh, Especially okay. in our community. Uh-huh. It's very, you could glance at somebody and be like, come on over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly keeping my body right so that I don't do that. Last thing, I know I said last thing. <laughs> the reason I don't drink or do uh-huh. drugs or anything is my sisters are a couple years older than me. And I'll never forget, as I was, you know, eight, nine, ten years old or whatever, they started dating guys. Mm-hmm. They would get cheated on, and it was always because they were drunk mm-hmm. or something. So I had a bad taste of what alcohol does to you. I had a oh, negative okay. thing that if you drank, you became this or this or whatever. It changed you, and you were, you know, you would cheat or you would do this. So for me, and then I'm very sensitive about smells. So uh-huh. I hate the smell of weed. I hate the smell of alcohol. I just, I can't stand mm. it. And my husband, I have a fucking whole bottle of wine every night. I can't stand the smell of it. Really? Ugh, I don't get it. Um, I don't get it at all. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I was actually just telling somebody the other day, <clears throat> um, I cannot tell the difference between like fancy wine and like box <laughs> wine. Like I just, I cannot taste the difference. I cannot smell the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a friend of a friend who, she was a liquor distributor. So every time we go to her house, she would give us boxes of just, whatever liquor she had mm-hmm. but um she would also have us do like the wine thing you know the whole put it in the glass right. uh swirl it or whatever taste the same a bottle of a <laughs> glass of fran tastes the same to me as you know 300 dollar bottle of what i cannot taste it there i'm like it's just it's grape juice with spice that's funny with kick yeah but um it's funny that so like that was your well one thank you for sharing that because well, I did not know I've that I've probably said it on the air before too. I've ne- I never okay. I did it's not okay. know that. I, well I've heard the, the the bit about you wanting to stay fit for your husband right. and, I, and I've always thought I was like bitch you the tenderoni what are you talking about <laughs> like but anyway but I, but I turn it into a positive it's a no negative problem. thing that I have yeah but I use it as a positive because meaning that into, that's why I do it every day. Yeah. I'm constantly, you know what I mean? That's yeah. it. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes I will sense. probably never be overwhelmed. I'm too insecure. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Unless I really hurt myself and I couldn't do something, of course. Uh-huh. But if as long as I'm able, uh-huh. it will never happen. And see, and I, see, I need to get more like you then because like I've gained all this COVID weight like ever since we've all been inside. And I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, damn, bitch. 
I went, like, I went to the doctor. This was like months ago. And you know when you go in and they do like the weights mm-hmm. and you know. And I was like, I told the nurse, I do not need to know. You stupid. What this says. <laughs> I was like, you don't need to tell me. I don't need to know. And this mm. bitch said, okay, so hi is, you know. Right. Da, 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 it's just da, da. a habit of hers. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then she goes, and weight is two. And I said, two? <laughs> two? <laughs> Like, I, was, I did not need the two. And that's the reason I won't say my height, because I'm like, I don't want y'all to think of that. And then you hear two, because I'm like, you ain't supposed to be in no twos. Like, and it's gotten so bad. You're like, stupid. I've. That's because like, your ass hanging out of the Chick fil A and shit. That's what it is. <laughs> I got I, the video tape. I eat terrible. I eat, I and so, you. like, I'm trying, I'm like, I'm even gone now to, like, like Slim Fast. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I just got to do something. But, like, I can't even do that. I'm on Nutrisystem right now. Does that work? I'm down nine pounds. Oh wow, okay. And in like about, you're not hungry all the time. In about two months, you not like hungry all the time. Because with the slim fast, like, I'm like. I mean, it's Sunday, so I still ha- I have this on Sunday. Oh, see, and I would have this Thursday, Friday, Friday <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I my, never even think about junk food. I don't I really. Don't, no. And see, that's like that's my week. Like I can go to the gym. Um, I need to get better on it now but like the food is where i mess up because i was seeing you all in the gym and stuff was, yeah well and taking your shirt off practically oh, oh, and yeah and you know what's so funny <laughs> is that when i started doing most of those those were um like my work gym okay. uh, but at my old job there was a gym and i would go like late at night so <laughs> there was like nobody oh, in there i love the gym nobody i oh my oh i miss it <laughs> now like my company they don't have a gym so I'm at I'm um at like a regular gym, mm-hmm. uh, the poor people's gym. I'm at <laughs> poor twenty. People's I'm at twenty four hour fitness. Like that's <laughs> like that's like the like that's the gym you gotta wear. Like you a night person, you probably can go in there and not ain't nobody in there. But now, no, now motherfuckers is in there all the time. Really? And like part of that, I think, is because a lot of them aren't twenty four hours right now because okay. of the pandemic. But now. There's a handful that mm-hmm. are so like the Compton one is twenty. I probably should okay. be telling all this because now y'all go. <laughs> you don't want up. nobody to go, right? <laughs> but like, it's, but it's so funny because when like, I, I remember, <clears throat> oh, it was so glorious at that work gym because it was small, but it had everything. Mm-hmm. And if you go after like eight o'clock, no one's there because everybody's left from I work. It. I know exactly what you're about. But there will be some days I'll be taking my little take my little pictures, turn to the side, and like casually just like. Oh, like, oh, it just so happens that you can see my ass in this pic. But, like, that's not really what the pic is about. Like, I was strategic. And then all you of a sudden, stupid. you, like, see, like, one of the custodians just go by. And I'm just like, ah, oh, shit. Okay. Like, but, yeah, I'm like, I need to, I'm, I, like, that's an, I, there's a whole bunch of things. I think a lot of people have dealt with, like, their unhealthy um, food, unhealthy mental states. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, been a lot. You've probably heard us talk about, um, especially when Lisa was back on, we would do our yearly goals and plans episode at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year. And I loved how and you said we don't set, what was it, <clears throat> you say plans, you don't set. Um, so I'll say it for the people who don't know. So basically it goes like this. A goal to me is a diet. Mm-hmm. A plan is a lifestyle change. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you make a goal, a goal is something you do for a little while and you eventually stop. A plan is something you live by all the time. Okay. So my goal might be to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to start doing slim fast. Mm-hmm. But in the month, month and a half, you're going to stop because you hate the food. You're not eating enough. You get mm-hmm. sick of it. So uh, angry. I'm 
Well, all that. And like my husband is on it now. He's on Nutrisystem and mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't do it the way that I do it. That I follow the rules. Mm-hmm. He still, you know, next thing you know, went to McDonald's and got something like I thought we were on this <laughs> together thing. You know what I mean? He's like, Well, you know, I, I can't eat do that every day. I was like, Well then we shouldn't be doing it at all. Uh-huh. Is me. If mm-hmm. I say I'm gonna do some shit, I stick with it. If mm-hmm. I say I'm gonna finish a script, I finish the fucking script. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so but that's trial and error that's taught me to do that. I'm also, I don't know if you know this about me, I, ne- I didn't graduate from high school, mm-hmm. I never went to college, I've been in a couple you know, programs and stuff as a writer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but not because I went to college. Well, all of my friends, including my husband, you know, super educated in Mensa, like in all that shit. Oh, wow. And so he was in Mensa, like in, he was a teenager or something, like super smart. I said I'm attracted to smart, as mm-hmm. I was telling you earlier. And so, and I'm getting impressed because motherfuckers is building computers. I need to set my standards higher. (laughs) And so, this all ties into my insecurity because when I first started writing, I thought, Mm -hmm. and Lisa, Lisa, if she was here, would tell you, I didn't think I would be able to teach. And she's like, "Why?" I was like, "Well, I didn't go to college. I didn't, I didn't do anything." She's like, "Yeah, but you've done this. You've done Mm -hmm. this. You made this movie. You did this." And I was like. Yeah, but it's not like a big movie. She's like, yeah, but you did the thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You you make six figures a year. You're like, what's the problem? And it's I was hard like, to be your own advocate. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, but, uh. and so it took me only until maybe the last five or six years that I finally get to a place of being okay mm-hmm. with the fact. Even while I was doing the podcast and everything, I still was like in my head, like, should I be teaching people? Should I be giving people game? Should I be whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, I was still going against it. Because in my head, you know, I like I remember when I first started writing scripts, I was having all kind of typos in it. You know what I mean? But because I read so much, mm-hmm. I take shit in. And mm-hmm. I started learning how to spell better and all that stuff because I was reading so many of the top scripts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where I really learned how to do it, just by reading. You know, not because I went and took some other English class, mm-hmm. you know, and understood what adjectives and verbs were. No, I just read and figured it out. You know what I mean? So um, that's possible mm-hmm. is what I learned. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so I had to be better than my friends who were in school. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, if they read one script a day, I got to do two. You know, okay, if they wrote one script uh, 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 every three months, I got to do three. I was that dude. So I was constantly trying to push myself further than everybody else so that I felt vetted in what I did. Mm. If that makes sense. That's deep. No, yeah. It's real. But yeah. it was an insecurity that I turned into a positive. So that goes the same with my working out and take care of my body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, I can have donuts on Sunday. You won't see me eating donuts during the week. I'm disciplined. It's my lifestyle. Yeah, but but, yeah, but now yeah. I know I can have it on Sunday. I'm looking for it on Sunday. And I'm not mm-hmm. dying for it all week. That's what I need to get to. You know what I mean? But that's me. You know what yeah. I mean? And I've been the same weight for probably 20 years. You know, I fluctuate between about seven pounds. Uh-huh. I think I gained three pounds during the Rona. Mm-hmm. And now I'm back down nine. You know what I mean? But that's. And I I, I, <clears throat> I, I feel like I've reached that age and time where, like, you no longer can eat what you want. And yeah. it's not an issue. Yeah. And then especially like of being so sedentary for the last, what has it been like two years or mm-hmm. so? Because um, I tried the whole working gyms at home thing and that was a bust. Um, <laughs> like that was, I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this big ass jump rope thing? It doesn't make any sense. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I need to be more consistent. And I feel like if I'm being honest, 
if I'm being honest with myself, maybe that's part of my issue too. Because um, even the whole, I've been working all day, it's been nine or 10 hours of work and I just don't feel like writing and blah, 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 blah. Um, <clears throat> but I need to be, I need to be more consistent. So I do this thing where I have like a stream of consciousness thing. So I'll be talking, I'll be talking and then I'll mm. forget that like I'm even, we're even doing this. Right. Um, but maybe... Maybe that's something I need to focus on is being more consistent. Let me ask you a quick question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. You have to also figure out for yourself, when is the best time that you write the best? Mm -hmm. For me, it's between like 12 noon and about 6 or 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. That's when I'm on. So leading up to, I haven't announced the job and I will when we finish. Um, oh, yeah, because you did have an announcement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, leading up to the job that I'm on now, uh-huh. I would get in here at 12, 12.30. You know, I just came from the gym, and then I'd be here till about 6, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'm still turning shit out, but it's because I told you I'm doing three things at once. Mm. So by the end of the month, I've damn near finished two or three projects, you know, a lot of times. So. Mm-hmm. Whether even if it's a pitch or whatever, by the time, you know, most people take this to do this long, I've done two or three things, you know, because I'm constantly moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So you have to find your when is the best time that you write. If it's at midnight, fucking. Yeah. You know, great. Midnight's great for you. You know what I mean? For me, mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to be a TV writer, this mm-hmm. is just my opinion, by the way. A lot of writers will probably say, well, that's not necessary. My opinion. Mm hmm. You got to train yourself to write during the day because you're going to be in the room during, during the, the day. day. Yeah. That's why. And I've actually heard, and it, it's funny you say that because I've heard you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm more of a night person. Um, but I've also tried to train myself to do it during the day. Like, you know, obviously outside of, you know, right, when I'm sure. not working or whatever. Um, still a struggle. Um, but yeah, I, I have tried made conscious efforts to do that. I think another thing for me too is like I don't like I'm, I don't like working writing at home. Um, I don't know what it is. About you need that. to change your environment. Change, That's yeah. fine. But then it's like, um, well, now it's better because places are being open longer. Right. But like there used to be like a twenty four hour Starbucks I would go to. It's no right. longer twenty four hours. Right. Um, so it's like my late night writing spots don't exist. So then it's like, okay, well, how do I make home? And this is what I learned during the pandemic. How do I make a home feel like it? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, well, I need to make sure I clean my living room, right? Make sure the living room is clean um, because that's where I'm going to be sitting for hours. Let me ask you a quick question. To, what do you um, see out your window? Nothing. Okay. My, the, my apartment, the layout is a little weird. Mm-hmm. So um, it's not an open floor plan. So mm-hmm. like when you're in a room, you are in that room. Okay, so it's very blocked. In very the, blocked in, okay. yeah. And so like the like my desk is facing the wall and the yeah, it's facing the wall and then the That would drive me bananas. And, 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 yeah, and, understood. And, yeah, understood. and I thought about putting the desk at the the thing but You the, see how my desk is ain't I want to see out the window. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have preferred to do that too, but it was the right. way it, it's weird to, to explain like the setup. That's okay. Um but so like to like I was like okay, if I can't go to a coffee shop how do I make this feel like I'm not there? So like I will literally go <clears> to Starbucks and I will buy a coffee, even if I'm not going to drink it, because mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to like not drink my calories. I'll just like buy a tall, just so the smell of the coffee mm-hmm. like fills the room. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's funny. sad, but I'm just like okay. And then like I'll turn on my music. I usually have music anyway, but I'm like yeah. okay. Let me like play it like low so it feels like the ambiance. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to trick myself basically. I think that that is exactly what you should be doing. Um, I would 
I would consider maybe once a week, once a month or whatever, changing the environment even more mm-hmm. where I was talking about whether even you come into Hollywood and be like, what's the hot coffee shop that all the writers are going to? Mm-hmm. Like when I used, there used to be a coffee bean right there in Boys Town, you know, that one over there mm-hmm. off of Santa Monica Boulevard, mm-hmm. like just between um, San Vicente and um, La Cienega. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it used to be like the, all the gay mafia was there. You know what I mean? No, I'm not kidding. Uh-huh. You'd walk in and it'd be, I'm not going to say names. It'd be this uh-huh. person and that person. You'd be like, holy shit. You know what I mean? And so I would pop in there, set my script down, mm-hmm. and start to write. Next thing you know, hey, man, you're a writer? Oh, yeah, yeah. You start to have conversations. That's how I met all those people in the mafia from sitting at this coffee shop. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's why I'm always telling people, don't just, if your neighborhood ain't full of writers, bitch, why are you writing there? How are you going to meet other writers? True. Okay, now this might be me being a little bit cynical, and I don't mean to be, but how much of that do you think was you write, you got your scripts, but then the other part is cute, muscle-bound black man sitting at the thing? I was with my husband. So I wasn't over there trying to cruise nobody. I was trying to meet other writers. No, no, I'm not saying you. I'm talking about other people. Like, people, like, they... They see some sexual chocolate. They're gonna try to holler at you. Cause the only re- and the only reason I ask that, and, and this could be me being partly cynical, but the only reason I ask that too is because like I'll be in the coffee shop. Ain't nobody ever came up to me, but maybe I give off a vibe. I could give off a vibe. Well, if let me ask you this: me. Are you there with your headset on? Yes, that's one other reason. Um, I don't have my headset on. I'm listening to what's going on. You know, writers uh, are talking about stuff, and I'll be like, oh. What y'all talking about? I like that show. Mm-hmm. You got to be involved. You can't just be going in there in your own zone and, and not. I can't talk to strangers. Oh, just the thought makes you feel. Seriously. Although I did. Although I will say one time I did do it and I was so proud of myself because um, so I met one of my really good friends who's also in my writer's group. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're actually probably doing a podcast together. So hopefully. Good. I don't know if, I don't know if I should say that. I want to cut that just because we get it. I don't know. Anyway. No, sorry. you could say it. Put it out there. It's I fine. I just, I, I, I'm, on, I'm on the zoos. I, I hate saying it until it's done, but okay. But anyway, that's how I met okay. one of my really good friends is because we were at the 24-hour Starbucks, okay. and I was minding my business, and I see uh, these uh, three brothers arguing about Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there was some stuff in there about Bill Cosby that, part of, that some of them was incorrect with the, with they facts. And I was like, oh, so I jumped out. I was like, oh, but Scott, we don't talk to strangers. That's stranger danger. <laughs> You've got to stop saying that. You've got to stop saying that. When I tell you, like I've That's always, some black shit that we grew up with. What? you got to stop saying that. <laughs> It doesn't work here. It doesn't. It really. You're right. It doesn't. But it's like, like I am just not. I'm just not an extroverted person, and I feel like it's it's so weird because at first I thought when you're a writer, being an introvert, it's like those two things go together. Out here, they do not. Mm-hmm. And like I'll see people who will they're meet they're they're meeting different people they know all these people they're having all these great things happen yep. um and <clears throat> i'm just like uh, i don't want to talk you know like i get see I that's get your, that's some childhood shit that's what that is you think it is yeah uh it, it comes from something in your childhood this is my opinion by the mm-hmm. way so all y'all therapists don't be like hell you all wrong bitch <laughs> whatever my study in human behavior this is what i see i was just mm-hmm talking to my assistant yesterday about something very similar to this. And she was like, well, I don't want to do such as that. I was like, that's your childhood shit. Mm-mm. I said, it comes from my childhood. My insecurities mm-hmm. come from my childhood. I was talking about my seeing my sisters, mm-hmm. see the boy. 
that's all from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's it's not like I made it up all of a sudden three years ago. <laughs> no, it's it rolls with you. You <laughs> yeah. know that whole oh I don't want people to know my business. Oh I don't want this. That's grown up mama going. Don't tell nobody about this. Yeah. Don't do this in mm-hmm. church. We don't do this. You know I don't be hanging around nobody if they ain't sanctified. Whatever it is mm-hmm. comes from your childhood. So you change it as you go older and go. You know what? I like that part of it, but I don't agree with that. I like that, mm-hmm. but I don't agree with that. You know. And that whole don't talk to strangers is a safety measure when you grow up in the hood. Mm-hmm. I don't know where you grew up. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In general. And so, but in here, let me give you a small example. We talked about this on the show many times. Um, there's, a, there's a story about Barbara Streisand uh, was at a party years ago, and she walked in on Steven Spielberg and Geffen and, um, at the SKG thing, mm-hmm. and they were talking. And she walked in and saw them and went, oh, don't want to interrupt you. And they're like, oh, no, come in. And she's like, no, 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 I don't want to bother you. And she walked out. That was them having a meeting about should we start at SKG. She could have been one of them. Wow. You see what I mean? And she tells the story about how she fucked up by not walking, by not staying. You see what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. You are missing opportunities mm-hmm. by not engaging sometimes. You don't know mm-hmm. what the situation is. Had you not have engaged, you wouldn't have met this friend, and now you might be doing a podcast with down the line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what's. That's why you have to engage. You're missing opportunities. So some of it, yeah, it's your fault because you've decided in your own mind, growing up, mm-hmm. you ain't supposed to talk to people. Who the fuck decided that that was okay <laughs> in L.A.? And I'm not somebody who's like, oh, you need to go out and network and all that. Mm-hmm. Take the word network out of it. You know what I mean? Be like, how am I going to meet some more people? Because the, the person next to you is going to be the next person who could be able to hire you. Or you might mm-hmm. be able to hire them. You know, a yeah. lot of people, people spend too much time going, how can I find the next person to, to help me? As opposed to, how can I get a team? Mm-hmm. How can I get a, a tribe going up? Like you what know? Lisa Ray said, right? Don't, don't network up, network across. Work across. Yeah. Some, some, one of your friends is going to make it. You know, it might be you, but it might be one of your other friends. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or somebody you just met. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to be around people who hustle. I mm-hmm. need to be around people who want to get shit. You know what I mean? It's one of the issues I have with my husband every once in a while is because he doesn't go to the gym anymore. I'm like, I don't know how you can't do this. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> you know, but we, I realized, you know, he's 10 years older than me. He uh-huh. just has different needs yeah. and different wants and whatever. And so I just don't understand how you can't. How do you live in L.A. and you don't? <laughs> You don't I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I, d- I don't. And I, I know that sounds hella shallow and all no, those things like that, but uh, it's a real thing. I just don't. And I guess it's partly because when you watch your people around you who have illnesses or whatever, mm. and you know that their problem is could be fixed by doing it's whatever, or, and you know, whatever yeah. the thing is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know that they have a problem with that. That would make me go, oh, fuck that. I'm supposed to really go in, mm-hmm. you know, if I knew that that was a thing. Other people are just like, oh, that's their problem. I'm like, I'm going, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. So I need to do this and this and this and this to keep from being like that. You're a very motivated person. Oh, yeah. Like a very, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a Virgo. I don't know if that's got anything to do. He's a Virgo, too, but damn it. You know, hey. Um, <laughs> Gemini over here, hey. Okay, that? okay. Your it's birthday. our season. When's your birthday? Uh, May twenty fifth. Oh, you just had that's right. I, I think did. I said happy birthday to you, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, no way, did you? I think I did. Did you? Oh, I, I, I don't know if I saw. It. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm almost eighty percent sure that I did. You might have. I, you on Facebook too, right? 
Yes, yeah, about that's, to be that's, wet. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, so and I know, yeah, y'all kids ain't on Facebook no more. You know, and it's <laughs> it's so sad because I still have to go back and like say thank you to everybody that you know. I just like it because you be yeah, because to, yeah, yeah, because I'm just like I, I don't be on Facebook like that anymore. Um, and you know, it's so funny because I remember back in the day, I was like, when you was young and not a kid anymore, what? <laughs> right. What? Uh, back in the day, I was just, uh, I remember telling my friends, I was like, Facebook is so stupid. Because I, because this is, I think it was way back when, when it used to, like, they were just opening it up to more schools or whatever, mm-hmm. or like, because it wasn't always everybody. Yeah. It was a certain college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you can't even do it unless you go to, like, unless you, like, go to a certain school. Like, MySpace is where it's at. <laughs> you can, remember, we could still make our own pages. <laughs> like, you don't need none of that. Like, like, what is Facebook? Like, I heard you could only get on that if you go to such and such college. Like, right. that's not worth it. Um, and now, look. I think I got on MySpace, like, as soon as everybody was done with it. <laughs> I, I don't even think I really started a profile. or I think I started and was like. I think I might have one. I have no idea. I don't. It might know. still be. It might still be. Is this like? Does MySpace still exist? Even? I have no idea. Have like no idea. so yeah. So <clears throat> like, don't ever take stock tips from me. Don't take <laughs> social media tips from me because clearly I do not have the eye. That's hilarious. So mm. so um, thank you, man. Thank you for hanging out with me. This thank is you dope. For this me. is dope. I told you we was gonna have fun. Just a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? A little queer conversation. It's two writers. You know. Hold oh, no, on. Wait a minute. Now you talk about some queer shit. Now, I ain't gay. Okay. No. I might suck a little dick on the weekends for nutritional purposes, but that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, that's all. You got to get your vitamins and minerals. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm not gay. Right. That's I'm hilarious. definitely not playing this for my mom now. I'm just be like, oh, yeah, I, don't know. I was on something. Mom, it's not, you don't need to see. <laughs> you don't need them writing scripts anyway. <laughs> hilarious. Um, where can people follow you at? Where are you at? Uh, I <laughs> am at at Skylar S-K-Y-L-A-R underscore writer um, on all platforms. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube channel is coming. So you can only friends apparently and You're shit. Top only <laughs> fans. I'm that top one percent. <clears throat> I'm top one percent. <laughs> I got me. I got a little foot only fans. If you oh, into bunions, I'm sending this $10 to your mom. A month. <laughs> I got them bunions yeah, for you. Seriously. There's actually somebody I followed that I think they said they have a foot only fans. I don't get and it. And <laughs> I was like, I thought it was a joke at first. Mm. And he was like, and I can't remember his screen name now, but he was like, yeah, I make like 40 bucks a month from it. And I was like, <laughs> it, it, and on the one, I was like, damn, and you just show your feet and motherfuckers is paying you? I don't get it. Like, damn. Like, it's, it's I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, it's not for, <clears> but I was like, well, shit, I could show a toe or two. <laughs> <laughs> 40 bucks a month? That's a bill. Um, but yeah, Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R, underscore writer on pretty much all platforms. So uh, Twitter, okay, Facebook. I can deal with that because yeah. I do have an issue with people when they don't have their names on shit. Drives me mm. bananas. Um, <laughs> actually, she talks about, my friend Kelly talks about mm. it in her book <clears throat> about how, you know, the kids today are like, you know, I'm, I'm you know, writer such and such at whoever. And we're like, bitch, what is your name? <laughs> Why are, why are the kids not branding their fucking names? To, it doesn't make any sense. At least you have Skylar the writer. Uh-huh. Bitch, I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, because some folks will have like a, their screen name will be something. And then like even their bio won't have their, their name. And I then that. I got to sit there and pretend like I know what your name is. I don't right. know who the hell you are. It's the same thing with emails. I'm like, what is your fucking name? Right. It drives me crazy. Anyway, <clears throat> um, 
So, uh, anyway, thank you guys for listening to the show. We appreciate you. I know we're going over two hours on this damn thing. We've just been going it's in. It's been that long? It's two hours and five I've minutes. I've been sitting here talking. We've been yip-yapping and jaw-jabbing. It's all good. <laughs> um, and so, hopefully, there was some game in there. We talked about some personal shit. We talked about some writer shit. We talked about some gay shit. We talked about some everything. Um, we like the Oprah screenwriting. <clears throat> exactly. So, uh I haven't announced it on the show. I wanted to do it when Chris and all of them are here, but it is what it is. Um, so I am now. It's going to be in the trade soon, um, but I'll announce it to the few thousand people who listen to the show. We're, I am now the new director of development for Ben Watkins' company, Blue Monday Productions. Thank you. And I'm uh, going into week four what? next week. Yeah, so I'm... Um, it's it's a lot. There's a lot going on. Thank you. It was him and Malcolm Spellman, and you know we got a lot of shit going on. So we've got like five or six projects in development. We have a show that's in the writers' room right now that uh-huh. I, you know, so it's been it's it's been a lot. We have another show about to go in the room. So it's it. Here's the cool thing is all uh-huh. that shit that I was telling you that I've been producing it has all geared me for what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And so um, it's been it's been amazing, you know, working with working with a cat that I admire. <clears throat> you know, it's been the only thing that's been weird is working for somebody. I've been independent of myself for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. It's just weird, you know, going Having to a boss or... <clears throat> yeah. Even saying the word boss is weird for me. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I've always been like my own, mm-hmm. you know, independent boss in my own way. Um, but you know. Uh, Watching him pitch to the networks, you know, the whole season of the shows and stuff has been worth the whole fucking thing. You know what I mean? Just to watch him. And I'm a dope ass pitcher, too. Mm -hmm. But to watch him do it, I'm like, okay, I check that shit right there. Uh Uh-huh. I'm taking that from him. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? I get to be the I'm I'm the last guard between the scripts. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anything that comes through there, I have to okay it. You know what I mean? That Once I okay it, then it goes to him, and then he finishes it off. You know what I mean? So there's a lot, a lot of reading. You mm-hmm. know, um, when we start staffing again, I'll be able to hire writers. So it's just a, it's a lot. You know what I mean? I'll be handling production. You know, how did you? If you don't mind me asking, how mm-hmm. did you come into this role? Um, <clears throat> so I've known him for probably 12 years, and I've known Malcolm for Jesus, I don't know, 20 years or whatever. And um, we all from the Bay. You know, and so when I had him on my show, you should listen to that episode. We did a double episode with him. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk, He was talking about things he does for when he interviews writers to staff. Mm-hmm. So one of them, for example, he's like, I always ask writers, like, who's your nemesis? And I, was, and I was like, oh, that's easy. He's like, well, let's get into who it is. So I told him a story about who my nemesis was. And he was like, what? And when I was done, I was in tears. And he oh. was in tears. And who you know me, I'm not nemesis? afraid to... Huh? Who is this nemesis? My nemesis. Yeah, I was going to say, who's your nemesis? I, you listen to the show. <laughs> so. Because I'll fight him. <laughs> let me know. It, it was him. a bunch of people at the time. Oh, so <laughs> I'm ready to scream. You're like, I'll cut the bitch. Like, <laughs> I'll cut a bitch. I'm not above it. I don't fight fair. So, um, so he was just as he was going down all the list of all these different things that he does. And I was like, oh, that's easy. Boom. And he was like. I mean, you're in, I didn't even know this shit about you. You know what I mean? Whatever. So he's like, we got to get together. So we did. Um, met him in his office. And he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, you want the Hollywood version or you want the real version? He's like, give me the real version. I was like, I want to be J.J. Abrams. I want to be fucking Ryan Murphy. You know? 
I want to have a fucking office in Wilshire with a floor, mm-hmm. development producers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody working with me, you know, I could do TV and film, whatever the fuck I want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. there's not too many black people who could do that. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to be that dude. And he was like, well, shit, why don't you come over here and work with me and Malcolm and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? You know what I mean? And we just started talking, had a couple more conversations. Mm-hmm. Next thing I know, a contract was, was there and I was like, oh, this is a real thing. That is you know, pretty dope. You know, and it all came at a time when I'm in the middle of a whole bunch of shit, as you know. Uh-huh. So I had to put everything aside and focus on his shit. Damn, but you're still working on your own stuff. No, I'm like, no. not even at all? Nope. Luckily, I had a producing partner so she can go off. Oh, okay, okay. And, okay. you know, and we have one thing right now that might turn into a show. Um, so she might she's going to go off and do that. So we had to redo our contract and how we're going to handle all that, you know, so that she can go off and produce and that mm-hmm. I, I could still get whatever credit. We had to mm-hmm. discuss all that shit. So it's been... All the legalities or whatever. Yeah. That <clears throat> is great. Congratulations. Thank you. Y'all have all this good news lately. Chris and his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris and his show and, and uh, the Star Trek. Because yeah. you know I was trying to... He's on a new show now. Is on a new show? Yeah. What's he on now? I don't know if I should say. Oh, we uh, I'll let him say it. Okay. But I'll tell you off air. Okay, you know I was trying so hard to figure out what the first one was. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was doing putting all my little. I'm a journal. I was a journalism major, so I was doing all my little skills. I was like, okay, well, what's in production now? Mm -hmm. Let me look at the IMDb's. Now he writes. I was trying to figure. I couldn't figure it out. It's on on his IMDb now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was, ooh, I was trying for weeks to figure that shit out. I was going like Scooby Damn do. Um, but congratulations, Mm -hmm. that is so dope. So four weeks so far. Yeah, well, they're starting four weeks tomorrow. So how so, come yeah. it hasn't hit the trades yet? Oh, cause it, because they have several shows they're going to come out with to let everybody know. So when oh, they do it, they want to do thing, it all. one thing. Yeah. Okay. That's so. dope. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank yeah. you. That's thank why you haven't seen me post it, that it's out uh-huh. there. You know what I mean? I will. I will. I'm going to talk to them about it tomorrow because uh, there's a, there's a, some people want me to be on some panels. So I'm trying to decide, do I want to? say that now don't want him to announce it or what do i want to do you know what i mean oh so, yeah, yeah yeah. you, know, you got to play it by the rules a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah man so it's been it's been a blast you know it's really dope. and every time i think i'm gonna have to learn something new i'm like oh i've done this already mm-hmm. you know what i mean which is a good thing mm-hmm. you know which is why he brought me in you were talking earlier about knowing everybody one of the reasons he wanted me is because he knows i know everybody mm-hmm. he's like dude you know more people than i know he's like so you know, like I have an expense account to go on lunches with people and stuff, and it's because that's part of my job. They do that still? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because all you ever hear, excuse me, or at least all I ever it's hear, okay. is how um, uh, everybody's pinching pennies, everybody's cutting things back, right. you know, da 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 da. So that's interesting. The, just hearing the term expense account, <laughs> I just feel like that's not something you hear about anymore. So that's really dope. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I've, um, <clears throat> I have a bunch of meetings with a bunch of very big people um, just because of this position. Because he's already announced cool. me to all of his uh-huh. Rolodex already. So everybody's like, hey, Hill, welcome to the team. Let's go have lunch. And it's like heads of this person, heads of that studio. That it's is crazy. So, I'm it's so crazy. proud of you. Yeah. So I, my Rolodex is going to be crazy when I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it's you, already crazy. It's going to be really great. Yeah, you're going to be the next <laughs> Ryan Murphy, the, the next Shonda, the yeah. next... That's, that's So I got dope. a two-year plan, mm-hmm. you know, to try to get me by two years. I know where I'm going to be mm-hmm. so that I can start you know getting now i've had this small company now Mm -hmm. i'm gonna learn how to run his whole big old company Mm -hmm. and we got all kind of shows about to go to the air so once i figure out and i'll be running all of that 
mm-hmm. you know, so I should be easily able to move on and probably get my own overall, you know, whatever it is. So that's that's what I'm shooting for. That's dope. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank oh, you. you're still going to do the podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. We still here. Right, that's good. <laughs> Look, that's good. You need to, yeah. this is the last show. No. Yeah, like I'm next week we have uh, Molly Smith Metzler from that show Made on um, Netflix. Made, I don't yeah, know. You should check it out. One. It's dope. Okay. Um, she used to work, she's one of the EPs on um, um, Shameless and stuff like okay. that. A whole bunch of other, she comes from the Wales camp, you okay. know, John Wales camp. And then we're gonna have Mickey Fisher on. You know, you follow Mickey Fisher? Uh-huh. I think so. I've yeah. his name. Mickey, he's gonna be on. Um, we're gonna. I'm, I'm taping two episodes next week. So uh-huh. yeah, so two showrunners coming in. It's gonna be dope. What? Um, that's very interesting. <clears throat> what do you feel about the? I don't know. We gotta go, but it's like, fine. what do you feel about the? Um, there was an article that came out of uh, last, Was it last week? Week before last about the showrunning crisis. So, like, what do you think about that? Because I feel like that coupled with like. Tell me your thoughts. My thoughts? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, from what I've heard and read and, and just heard from other people, I feel like part of the issue is because there's been like such a lack of diversity for so long mm-hmm. that that's helped contribute to where they're in. Like they let so they let so few people in, mm-hmm. and then they went and said, "Let's do 400, 500 shows." <laughs> right. But it's like, but you've only let this one group of white, mostly white men get mm-hmm. to this point, And now you have nobody to run your shit. And right. you've grown too fast. Right? It's like it's like any other typical business. You grew too quick, but okay. you didn't like build your pipeline. <laughs> right. You didn't, you know, didn't find those people. Um, but it sounds like the way that rooms are organized was like you hire all the people at the top. But yep. You have like no staff writers in the room. So you have no, there's no, like you were saying, other, like there's nobody, you're not going to get to learn production in your job. Yep. Um, and so then you end up in this crisis where there's none of the people that can be the showrunner because something I wasn't aware of until like moving here mm-hmm. was that um, I had thought that the showrunner was like the main writer. Right. But that's the fact is you're not like it almost sounds like you might not even want to be a showrunner if you if your big thing is you want to just write because it's so yeah, much there's business. Actually, there's actually I'm sorry to interrupt. But there's actually lots of writers who remain as, as number twos mm-hmm. so that they could just write and produce and just stay in that position mm-hmm. and not have to take over the because what happens is like when I watch you know Ben or you know Malcolm or anybody they're most of the, their day isn't writing. Mm-hmm. It's doing managerial shit, you know, and prepping and casting. And it, you know, it's it's not actually in the room. They come in a room for two or three hours mm-hmm. and then they're gone. You know what I mean? Damn. So this is what I'm experiencing. There are other uh-huh. shows. Every show is completely different. different. But for the most part, most showrunners you talk to will, will tell you the truth that they spend most of their time managing than they do actually writing. Mm-hmm. The writing comes after most of the staff is left. We're in production and they have to do a rewrite. Mm-hmm. That's where they have to come in and do their quick, you know. Polishing. That's when the, that's usually where they're writing, but it's not usually during the writers' room for most of the time. You uh, know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, <clears throat> that sucks then. But so, I mean, so like, do you think they're going to be able to fix it? Or I think I've, every show is different. Like one of the things I love about Ben is Ben is somebody who brings people up like I do, mm-hmm. and so the 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 guy who I've taken over his position is now executive story editor on the show, oh, on nice. one of our shows. And then, because he wanted to be on the writer's track, I wanted mm-hmm. to be on the producer's track, mm-hmm. right? So, um, 
um, the there's there's a the girl who's a writer's assistant I think is now the co-producer on the show mm-hmm. um, who is his old writer's assistant. Oh wow, because you never hear those stories anymore. Either. Yeah, you know what I mean. So he's brought up. people up. Yeah. You know, and that's one thing I love about him. So that's what like his his um his um uh um uh showrunner's assistant is he's pushing her so that she could be ready to staff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're getting her scripts ready and so I'm responsible for making sure she can write. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's like a lot of things that we're doing to get her ready, whether she's working on our shows or somebody's shows. We're trying to get her ready so she's not there for three years as this assistant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Two year period. That's it. You need to be you Moving need to be out. ready to move. You know what I mean? Which I love. You know, so it's really helping us turn people around. So I was able to hire um, my friend Keisha Cola. I don't know if you know Keisha Cola. Mm-hmm. She's on Twitter a lot too. <clears throat> and as the the new assistant in the office, the, the production assistant, mm-hmm. and so she's going to eventually, hopefully, take over her role as the showrunner's assistant. You know what I mean? And then we'll bring in somebody else to be in her role. You know what I mean? So we'll keep moving, and then we mm-hmm. give her a year or two as that, and then hopefully we'll put her on the show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's the turnaround that we're trying to do. You know, and then he has he has this uh, this mentors program that he does, where every three months he brings in a writer who is you know ready to probably be staffed mm-hmm. and we'll let them develop something that we might have in the in the pipeline mm-hmm. and everybody gets like 1500 bucks a month for three months mm-hmm. you know as they try to help us develop a pitch you know what i mean so they can really experience what that is they get a chance to pitch to a network you know through his company it's That's it's fucking amazing dope. yeah it's amazing i mean it's it, exactly what i want to be doing it's funny because like i'm connecting <clears throat> a lot of that back to like my my time in corporate and like even now in my day job which i guess it's still technically corporate but it's mm-hmm. a different environment um there's a lot of um like pipelining and like performance management and moving people along right. that some sometimes what i hear use your word scholar sometimes what i hear is there's not a lot of that for whatever reason yeah. especially so like, us yeah yes. right so it's like so it's like there's you could have high potential like in a corporate environment you might have like your hypos your high your high high performers high potentials and you say okay these are the people that we should be moving along and so you're guiding their careers because you're like this person should be the next director this director will be the next vp this vp is right. the next whatever because you've been moving them through that process and i from what outside looking in it sounds like there hasn't been that really ever for in entertainment it's been a lot of like people you know or people that you know you're part of this small group so we're going to protect you move you right. in and now that there's these more of these tv shows they're like putting people that from best i can tell they might not be ready to be showrunners because they haven't been trained to right. be it and even when you hear some of these like cases of abusive people um, cause there's been people that get fired cause they, oh, yeah. you know, they, they don't know how to manage their stress, their anger or whatever. Um, and on the one hand, I think like, okay, y'all can't have people like that running shit. But on the other hand, I'm like, you didn't train these people. You like, you can't put people into leadership positions. Right. Like there's core competencies in leadership that you need to have, whether mm-hmm. you're in, um, a telecommunications company or a pharmaceutical company mm-hmm. or, you're running a show and it just sounds like to me that that's not done and it's kind of unfair to the people that do make it that far because i feel like how do i say this like it like they're kind of like the sacrificial lambs it's it we need someone to just just do it do do it and it's someone that's like okay well 
if they haven't been trained to do it. I don't know. I just feel bad sometimes, even for the ones that are bad behavior. Because it's like no one taught them how to be managers. No one taught them how to be leaders. But also talking about the article, one of the things that I talk about a lot is one of the problems I think we have is that all the programs or mentorships are focused on people at the bottom. Then none mm-hmm. of them are focused on the mid-level person who never gets a chance to move up anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they stay at executive story editor, story editor forever, or staff writer, you know, mm-hmm. five times or whatever it is. And mainly people of color, by the way. <clears throat> and and um, so there's not, like we've been talking about for like two or three years now with the Writers Guild putting together a mid-level uh, showrunners program, program for mid-level writers, mm-hmm. right? And for years, it's like, why is this so hard to put together? I don't understand. You know what I mean? And mainly it's because the showrunners program is put together through the Writers Guild, through the studio. So it helps them. It benefits them to have all of their, like, they pay into that. You know what I mean? So it helps them to have all of their people go through the showrunners program so that when they, you know, move from co-exec producer Mm -hmm. to now they're they've been brought in to run a show because there's no more showrunners and they're next in line Mm -hmm. they know how you know what i mean they at least have the tools to get them to that place and so it's worth it for them to invest in you know the showrunners program so now it's us trying to convince them for this Mm. you know they still hollywood is still very locked in the past in everything that they do they're the slowest process you know they don't want to change anything they do and so I think we, that's the whole related to white supremacy. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other thing. Well, yeah, it's definitely, definitely a whole other thing. You know what I mean? Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm not even going to get into that. But yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. But anyway, this is a long episode. But yes, thank uh, you, man. I appreciate you coming through. Um, I, I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest. You guys can follow the show, Screenwriters RR on Twitter. Any questions, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. Spotify, whatever you guys listen to, we're everywhere. Um, please give us a five-star review. We need that for the metrics. Please go on our website, which Chris still needs to update. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's updated this year at all. He might have did like one the or two. The whole year? Yeah. It's we like, in June. Yeah. It's like, I think it still says episode 386 or something like that. We're on... <laughs> I think this will be 407 tomorrow. We're dropping 406, 407. Brother, um, work on Star Trek and forget his other job. <laughs> he, he ain't got no job. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, uh, we love him anyway. Uh, let me see. Lots of good stuff going on. Um, yeah, I got, I'm going to be having some dope-ass showrunners coming through here because I'm meeting a lot of cool people over there yeah, uh, for sure. Exciting. So uh, one of them is from the Umbrella Academy, so that's going to be dope. Oh, um, that yeah, that's going to be dope. Actually, when we met the other day, I was like, you know, I'm mad at you. He's like, why are you mad at me? And I was like, because y'all made our show Deadly Class get off the air because it was already too similar. How is Deadly Class to stay close to Umbrella Academy? Because and I was pissed, but I'm still mad about that. I'm still <laughs> mad. About, sorry. I'm still I was I was a huge Deadly Class, as you know, right. as you know, I was. Mm-mm. They, they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. They could have get you all another season. It's OK, because. Ben's Ben has a show that's in that world. It's dope. Oh, yeah. It's based on our dope book too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's dope. Okay. Uh so I'm not worried. Um <laughs> anyway, join me for twenty twenty two. Okay. Um so we appreciate y'all. Y'all know how we do it on the rant room. On the show we keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what scholar. 
2022. Ow. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Happy Gay Pride weekend. I'm going to say what I feel. And I promise to keep it real. Welcome to the Red Room. Well, you gotta be a rider till your fears are diminishing the doubts are behind ya. It's hard to grind in the business, got me stressed in the rent room. We let that shit up off our chest. You know the street nerds got no time for no caca. Sass in class, yes, that's Mr. Bolakaja. Never have to guess when you're listening to Hilliard. He gon' bring more game than a shark playing billiards. It's all about the crap of screenwriting. It's exciting when you turn an outline into something enlightening. Your pen and words are like bullets in a gun. Write what you feel, say what you want. Welcome to the Red Room. Red Room. Red Room.